and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank you for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere, and I don't know where to start. First of all, Ron DeSantis has announced that he's running for president. Like we all knew you would. <laughs> Nobody watching thought that he would not announce. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, there's a Target boycott happening because of what they have done. I'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, did you guys see those quote unquote climate activists over in Europe acting a complete fool? The one guy, the one guy glued himself to the ground and had to get Jack Cambert off. That was terrible. I'm sorry for that one, but we'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, um, the unhinged New York City professor at Hunter College put a machete to the neck of a New York Post reporter. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, there was a college student speaking about college who got a zero on her paper for using the term biological woman. What kind of sense does that make? We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And you guys are great. I appreciate y'all for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Could not do the show without you. We got a whole lot to discuss tonight. Uh, before I go into all the topics, before I get into everything, the new topics, the old topics, whatever's going on, uh, again, thank y'all for being here. Couldn't do the show without you. If you enjoy what you're hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff for me. That'll help me out tremendously. Also, if you're listening to me on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple iTunes, etc., please give the audio podcast a five-star rating. Give me a good review. Do whatever you can on those platforms. And if you don't know, you're listening to a podcast right now, you can find me on those aforementioned platforms you could just search ABL Live over there or visit those platforms through the link in the description box below. Also, please visit the sponsors. We got PatriotPost.us, your best source of news and information anywhere on these internets. Their link shall be in the box. Go to ABLMerch.com. We got the hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more right there on the website, ablmerch.com. Also, go to my regular website, AnthonyBLogan.com. On the front page of the website, you can find articles for each video that I produce. So if you're ever wondering, hey, ABL, where'd you get that stat from? Where'd you get that bit of information from? Just go to the website right on the front page. You'll be able to find each article that corresponds with each video right there. Very easy for you. Also, go to the contact page, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. You can find my email address, my snail address, my UPS box. Also, on my other social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all right there on the website, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. Nice and convenient. All right. And of course, as I always say, please don't get scammed in 2023. Ain't nobody got time for that. If you're thinking you're talking to, talking to me in the comment section, you're probably not. If you reply to one of my videos with a comment and, well, pardon me, if you comment on one of my videos and then someone replies to you that looks like me talking about something weird, Bitcoin, um, 
uh, um, Forex, whatever kind of random stuff, WhatsApp and all kind of random things. Hey, text me on this number right here. It's not me, I promise. It's probably some dude that weighs 400 pounds, land on his bed in Africa, or he could be right here in the U.S., or some dude in Lagos at a uh, internet cafe trying to scam you of your hard-earned money. Don't give anybody any monies out here on the internet. So if it seems kind of fishy, if it seems kind of shady, it probably is. And that goes not only for my channel, but others as well. You know, I've gotten emails from people. I've gotten emails from people about other guys' channels talking about, hey, I was on X, Y, and Z person's channel, and then I thought I was talking to them, and it wasn't them, and they may have been scamming me. It's like, well, how can I really, how can I assist you? First of all, you're talking to a scammer, so it's not him, and his channel is not my channel, so what can I do? All I could do for you right now is give you fair warning, so don't nobody get scanned in 2023. Anybody got time for that? We got too much stuff going on to go down that rabbit hole. So uh, thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. All right. We got a whole lot going on today. There, there's a whole lot happening. Now, your main man, uh, Ron DeSantis, has announced that he's going to run for president. Like I said, we all knew that. Um, there was a Twitter space. I'm not sure if the space is still going on, but there was a Twitter space. Um, it kind of was a dumpster fire a little bit in the beginning because here's what happened. Speaking about, um, speaking about DeSantis and the Twitter space. Now I know I'm talking about DeSantis pretty early, but I'll talk more about him a little bit later because you still got to talk about the NAACP and their whole, uh, travel advisory. Uh, that one right there is crazy. You got to talk about that because the guy responded, the, the guy that lives in Temple, Florida from the NAACP, talking about, yeah, don't come to Florida, black folks, but I live here, the dumbest thing in the world. We'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Oh, yes, RIP to Tina Turner. She was 83 years old, a long life, simply the best. One of my favorite songs ever, okay? Anybody that knows me, I might just be simply the best. I know that was terrible. I'm sorry, but I had it. It was on my heart. I had to get it off. Better than all the rest. No more singing. I promise. No more singing. But R.I.P. Tina Turner. That's one. That's one of my favorite songs ever. Simply the best. Of course, she had a big catalog. A lot of different things going on. But that right there, hey, I might just be randomly in the car screaming that top of my lungs for no reason. That's one of them songs that's timeless. Yeah, but yeah, shout, shout out to the singing. <laughs> no no more singing for me, I promise. But I love that song. She's one of the best ever, and that song fits her. So R.I.P. Tina Turner, she was 83 years old. I think she had a long battle with um some kind of illness. I don't know what the illness was. All right? But yeah. Now, Tina Turner to me is like right next to Dolly. Dolly Parton. And they're both from Tennessee. I think Tina Turner came from Mississippi. I'm, I'm not really sure. I think maybe Ike came from Mississippi. But regardless, Tennessee legend, Tina Turner. I'll put her right next to, to, to Dolly Parton. So, yeah. And I don't want Dolly to go anytime soon. Dolly is like the queen of Tennessee, for sure. If it's two queens of Tennessee, it's Tina Turner, Dolly Parton. Hands down. All that race stuff don't even matter. All right. Uh, don't 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 clip the singing. Don't clip the singing. <laughs> let let my singing go. 
All right. So, yeah, but we got a lot to talk about. There, there's a whole lot going on. They shared it. She had it. She had an issue with her kidneys. So that, that might have been it. But she, she was 83 years old. I mean, that's, that's a pretty long life, regardless. You know, it's a lot of people, a lot of celebrities, they pass away very early. Random things going on. So especially to be in the music industry, to live for that long and to have gone through what she had gone through in her life, it, it's a lot happening. All right. But let's talk about um, uh, Dolly and Reba. Yeah, Reba McIntyre, of course. Absolutely. Mississippi. Okay, I'm from Mississippi. I got you. Thank you, TOG3. I knew I was kind of on the right page. Yeah, with that. He's Mississippi. She's from Tennessee. Got it. I believe she's from Memphis or somewhere right around there. Don't don't get me to lying. Um, let me see. Brownsville, Tennessee, which is not far. That's probably on the west. Yeah, West Tennessee. So close to Memphis, but not quite Memphis. That's over there by... Yeah, Jackson and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, kind of a little bit far from Memphis. All righty. But we got a whole lot going on. Um, Let's talk about DeSantis and the space. So if you guys don't know, Ron DeSantis announces a bid for the presidency in a Twitter space. Now, I think this is still going on. No, I don't, I don't think it is going on anymore. But here, here's the plan. What they here was the plan. They were going to have Elon Musk host the space. And if you don't know what a space is, I'm gonna just pop one up right quick so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Let me see if I can do this quickly on the fly so you'll be able to understand what's going on. Uh, let me go ahead and pop it up right here. All right, here we go. Here, here's a good one. So this is a space, right? This is, um. It says live DeSantis running for president with Giuliani and Trump advisors. So you got Kim.com in here. You got Benny Johnson. Now, these people can all speak or they can listen or do whatever they want. Now, when you go into a space, if it's a you, you can request to speak or you could just be in the background. If you request to speak, they can approve you. You can be brought up on the stage to be able to speak. At certain times, you know, you know how it is having a conversation. It's kind of like Clubhouse or maybe like uh, one of those uh, multi-panel chats from YouTube. But it's audio only, obviously. Let me just join it right quick so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. And RIP headphone users, hopefully the sound's not too loud. And put you in a corner for a week. You would absolutely not want that. You want decentralized uh, crypto you know, I'm not behind Bitcoin. I prefer Bitcoin Cash because that's the original vision of uh, Satoshi. I don't see so here what's going on. I guess that's uh, that's Kim.com talking right there. If you if you guys know who Kim.com is, if you know, you know. But make a long story short, he is one of the OG tech entrepreneurs. Put it to you that way. If you don't know, I don't really really get into a long uh, explanation. But he's on there talking. And you have others that are able to go in there talking. And then it could be a big audience, people that are listening. Uh, the best way, I think, would be on your phone. But you can also hear it on desktop as I have it right here. All right. Questions. Uh, it's, it's just uh, frustrating. I think, uh, you know, we need to look at this uh, the way. So anyway, Elon Musk was going to host one of these spaces. 
and it was going to be him talking to Ron DeSantis about his announcement. And there were going to be others who got on to ask DeSantis questions or to give him praise or whatever the case may be. But when Elon popped his face, it, it basically crashed the internet. It, it crashed Twitter's ability to maintain the space. There were entirely too many users on it, so it didn't work. So it looked, it looked kind of bad at first. It's like, wait a minute. Okay, DeSantis wants to announce on this space. He wants to do a thing that's kind of revolutionary, first time. He doesn't want to go on cable television to do it. There's no press conference. It's just him on Twitter. And it looked kind of bad because it wasn't working. So what Elon did was have another guy that was going to be in the space hosted on his particular profile because he has fewer followers. People were just flooding Elon Musk's page because he's such a big and popular person. It crashed the spaces. So the other guy hosted it. It wound up pretty well. When I was in there, there was like over 200,000 people watching like actively 200,000 concurrent at the same time watching and or listening to the space. Uh, it was pretty good. Some said that DeSantis came off robotic. I thought he came off kind of, uh, kind of, kind of personal, kind of personable, um, straight to the point in the beginning, he might've been a little bit, uh, antsy because it's not really common for people to go on spaces like this, talk politics. It's not very common. Normally you do it in front of a podium or you do it on television. It might be an interview or something like that. This is a different kind of format. I'm not sure where um, DeSantis was at the time. If he was in the bathroom and his drawers on the phone, if he was at a desk, at a computer, speaking to a microphone, I don't know what he was doing, but he seemed a little bit nervous at first and then settled into it. He got real personable um, and he went straight to the point at answering questions. Now, the critique, and I'm going to get to um, you guys talking about Trump and all this and that. Now, the critique of DeSantis is well, well the, the, the critique of the actual uh, space is that there were no dissenting points of view. And what I mean by that is in the space, you can have others come up and speak. So it wasn't just Elon and the guy that hosted it and DeSantis. There were other people. You had um, some senators that came up. I think it might've been at least one senator that came up, a U.S. senator, I forget his name. You had other people. You had a journalist that came up. It might have been like eight others on the stage aside from Elon, the other guy, and DeSantis. But there were no dissenting points of view. So when people say Elon is about free speech on Twitter, they're going to criticize him for not allowing everybody or at least a different point of view. You can't have everybody in the, on the, in the audience on stage at once. You got 200,000 watching. So you got to be selective. But that was only critique that I saw that he should have had opposing points of view who came on there and were going to ask him more challenging questions. They did ask him about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and some of the criticisms about Florida and how it's racist and the travel advisory. We'll get to that in a minute. They did ask him about that, but it wasn't anybody that really disagreed with the answers that I saw. Now, I was not on there for the entire time. Maybe there was a guy that came up and said something that was different and disagreed with him and didn't like him. But from what I was able to see, I didn't notice that. And that was the big critique. Now, of course, with Thomas Massey, thank you, uh, Sandra Love. Yeah, it was Thomas Massey, who is a, who, not Elon Musk supporter. He was a Ron DeSantis supporter. He has been vocal as a DeSantis supporter. He was on there in the space uh, talking, to, um, talking to DeSantis and 
singing his praises, basically. Now, a lot of you guys are saying Trump 2024, no DeSantis. Um, I think it's going to be close. There's going to be a lot of money behind DeSantis. Uh, there's already quite a few hit pieces on DeSantis already. You know, they had NAACP put the travel advisory out. Hillary Clinton gave her two cents. Um, it's funny how um, even those who aren't Donald Trump <laughs> get painted as a MAGA Republican. You see what I'm saying? They're, they're, Hillary Clinton is calling, um, she's calling Florida like a MAGA Republican stronghold, something like that. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it right quick. Y'all give me one second. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give me, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. Okay, here it is right here. So, and you know the reason why they keep saying stuff like this is because it works. You know, your average smooth brain out there, your average uh, liberal Democrat, and I'm not saying all liberal, all, I'm not saying all liberals are this way. I'm not saying everyone who votes Democrat is this way, but your average smooth brain out there is easily susceptible to this kind of information. They'll hear the word MAGA Republican and immediately get afraid. Okay. I'm going to do a video tomorrow where the NAACP, not pardon me, not the NAACP. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to do a video tomorrow where The Root, which is a, a black centered blog owned by NBC, the white man, different story. I digress. Anyway, um, they put out a piece talking about should black folks be afraid of DeSantis announcing his run on Twitter? I lied to you not. Matter of fact, I have that particular post right quick. I'll go ahead and cue it on up for you. Uh, this is completely crazy, but who's to say that I'm, uh, I'm not afraid, number one. I'm not surprised either, but here is the, the tweet in question, which is a link to an article. Should black people be afraid now that Ron DeSantis plans to announce his presidential bid on Twitter? Afraid? Why would we be afraid? Let me see if I can find an article right quick. I'm not going to read it. Look at this. Should black people be afraid now that Ron DeSantis plans to announce presidential bid on Twitter? DeSantis is apparently set to make the announcement on Twitter spaces with Elon Musk. Why would we be afraid of that? Afraid for what? What in the world are we talking about? Ridiculous stuff. But here is Hillary Clinton, what she said. Uh, Ron DeSantis, ultra mag of Florida, isn't safe for people of color, LGBTQ plus people, or even multi-billion dollar corporations. Now, again, I've, I will always say this every time it gets brought up. I don't like being, first of all, lumped into so-called people of color. Democrats are openly racist and they don't even really try to hide it. Back in the day, they called us colored people. That was the term. But that term was deemed defensive. If you were to go out in public and call somebody a colored, they would call you a racist right away. It don't matter if you're black, white, Puerto Rican candy strike, they would say you're racist right away for calling a calling black person a colored. But they use the exact same phrase to just switch it around. Rather than saying colored people, they say people of color. It's the same thing. It's just fancied, fancied up. <laughs> So when they say that, they're not racist. Say the same thing backwards without the of and the ED at the end of color, then all of a sudden you're racist. It's silly. I don't like being lumped into this, okay? And I also don't like being lumped into LGBTQ. Why must they always mention gay when they mention non-white? Is that synonymous? I think not. But they're already trying to attack DeSantis, calling them ultra mag artists that and the third. And like I said, 
The reason why they say stuff like this, Ultra MAGA, is because it works. A lot of your smooth brains out there will hear Ultra MAGA and then they'll run with it. And I see all the time on social media, people will echo whatever they hear on television. It's like they're like the NPC meme. The NPC meme is 100% real. These people are walking, talking NPCs. All right, but look, it says civil rights groups warn tourists about traveling to Florida. So she posted that. And then Disney pulls plug on billion dollar development in Florida. All right. But she's not talking about how Disney and a lot of these corporations uh, push for gender reassignment surgery for minors and everything else. They don't talk about that part. Okay. They don't talk about how they want to intersperse LGBTQ ideology and um, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ideology and uh, propaganda into black history. They don't talk about that part. All they say is MAGA Republican, extreme Republican, racist, white supremacist, all that good stuff, right? It's so silly. It is so silly. And you know what's even sillier? Before I get back to Ron DeSantis and Trump and everything, I see you guys' comments, y'all. I'm I'm definitely not going to get too far off the road here. Um, what I'm seeing now is a bunch of non-white guys being accused of being white supremacists. I'm like, how does this make sense? How can a non-white person be accused of being a white supremacist? Because isn't a prerequisite for being a white supremacist that you're white? <laughs> I, I would think so. You got to be white to be a white supremacist, right? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Y'all let me know. Um, should a prerequisite for being a white supremacist be that you're white first? Wouldn't that make sense? I mean, I don't know. They call him black guys, white supremacists, Indian guys, white supremacists, Mexicans don't speak no English, white supremacists. I'm like, well, what part of the game is that? What part of the game is that? I don't really understand. Oh, he had a swastika tattoo. So what? Is he white, though? I mean, obviously, the guy's got some issues, but is he white? If you can, if anyone can be a white supremacist, then the term does not make sense. Use different term. Just say, uh, if you want to say racist, if you want to say bigoted, if that makes sense, if that fits, okay. But don't say a person is a white supremacist when they're not white. Matter of fact, hold on. Let's let's check it out. Let's let's check it out right here. Hold up. So this says MSNBC brings a white liberal to explain that Latinos are turning into white supremacists. Let's check it out. Hold on one second. And RIP headphone users, let me get a little bit of sound reduction. Let's go ahead and roll it. It's a misconception that all white nationalists have to be white. One more time, if you didn't hear it. It's a misconception that all white nationalists have to be white. It's a misconception that all white nationalists have to be white. Okie dokie. I learn something new every single day. One more time, then we'll let it play. It's a misconception that all white nationalists have to be white. But let's look at Hispanic white nationalists like Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio and online political activist Nick Fuentes. Enrique Tarrio, how is he a white supremacist, though? How is he a white supremacist? I don't understand. And then Nick, I mean, you got Hispanics that are white. That is not the same. That's not really it. Okay. Okay. Your last name is Fuentes. I mean, what language is... Okay. <laughs> If you are Hispanic, you speak what? Spanish. Where does that come from? 
You could be a white person in Mexico. You could be a white Mexican. Okay, Mexican is not a race. What have you seen in regards to non-white people becoming advocates for white supremacist ideas? Uh, thanks so much for having me, Katie, on. It's uh, uh, having me on, Katie. It's great to be back. Okay, I'm not going to hear from Captain Cook over here. Sorry for the language. I'm sorry. I apologize. And I'm getting little kids watching. But yeah, it's, it's silly. It's, it's so dumb. So let's go back to Ron DeSantis. So the space, it, it went well, in my opinion. Um, of course, there's going to be a lot of the media doing hit pieces and everything else. But what do you guys think? Can I do a poll right quick? Should I do a poll? Um, if the primary was today, who would you want to vote for? DeSantis or Trump? And I know the audience right now, they're going to say mostly Trump. You got some, it's, it's mostly, it's mostly Trump audience. And before I put the poll out there, I want to be clear. I like both Trump and DeSantis. I will vote Trump. I'll be more enthusiastic about voting for Trump if there was not so much negativity thrown at him from the media that the general public, the smooth brains consume. They consume it. And not just them, but those that are kind of influential. So you got, you got a weird thing going on. You got the bottom half of people, not, not bottom half, the bottom 15, 20% of people that are just going to say, no Trump, he's racist. Then you have those at the top that kind of matter as far as, you know, policy decisions and they're out here moving and shaking. They say, um, well, you know, uh, we don't, we don't like Trump cause he can't be elected. He's not going to get things done. So, so the, the bottom few are going to say no Trump, never, I don't care. He's racist. And then the top few are going to say no Trump. We can't win with him. So the middle are going to be kind of torn. I think the middle probably be mostly for Trump, but you got to get the ends in the, you got to get everybody on board. And if everybody's not on board, that's the easy way to lose. I think the Democrats might want Trump because you see what's happening right now with Trump. They got him in court all the time. They want to time up. They, they already said they're going to try to indict him in Atlanta in August. So it's going to be a consistent pattern of court action, going to court back and forth, dealing with lawyers, having to defend himself, expending resources. They want to have it to where he can't really go out there and campaign the way he should, therefore paving the way for a sleepy Joe to pretty much just lay on his deathbed and win the election. That's their, that's their strategy, in my opinion, to keep Trump tied up in court. He can't be out there in the campaign trail. So if Trump can't be out there in the campaign trail, then Biden doesn't have to. See, normally, if you're on a campaign trail going to place from place to place to place to place, if that's going on, then your opponent must also be doing the same thing. You need to be going as hard as your opponent. But if your opponent is in court all the time and can't do anything else other than that, then you're good. That's their thought process. And people that I know are saying the exact same thing. And that's why they want to have DeSantis because he would not have that kind of monkey on his back. But... Before I go any further, let me go ahead and do the poll as I said I would. Um, so Republican primary. Uh, Trump. And then. DeSantis. Who are you voting for in the Republican primary? Just two options. 
And you know what? When I do polls, I don't like having a bunch of options because I don't want to give anybody, give anybody an easy out. You pick A or B. That's it. And the poll's up right now. I'm sorry that it will be over here on my physical screen for a while until I close it. That's just what it is. I can't change it. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Blame the white man that made this the way it is. Okay. All, all that I can do is simply just uh, remove the chat box completely, but I can't take that part off. So I'm sorry. All right. So the poll's up and I'll leave it up for a while. And I'll, I'll let you guys know the results toward the end. But I think we know what the result is going to be from you guys that are watching. But see, the problem is you're dealing with a lot of these normies on the outside that refuse to listen to reason. They they don't want to hear it. They refuse to listen to reason. So I think that's why there's a lot of steam behind DeSantis. I think ultimately Trump will probably get the nomination because, I don't know, like it'd be a lot of cash behind DeSantis. A lot of people will like him. But it's going to look like it's establishment and it's not really grassroots. It's going to be, I want to see how they do it. I want to see who comes out in favor of DeSantis, who comes out against them. As far as I know, it's only Trump that's against DeSantis. And he's been immediately hitting them right away because he understands that he was going to run regardless. Everybody knows DeSantis is going to run and Trump wants to be the president again. So he hit him right away. The desanctimonious, that was months ago. So we're going to see how the whole thing plays out. All right. You, I cannot move that right there. I promise you I can't. I know that it may appear that I can, but I cannot. Because I can't click on that, really. You know, trust me. But it'll be gone once um, the poll is over. All right. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the whole thing is. Yeah, you see, and I'm seeing some comments talking about Trump's going to say it's rigged if he loses. You see, this is what I'm talking about. And people, they think that, and that's going to turn them off. And I can't really change how everyone feels. This is kind of similar to the whole thing about uh, the black vote going for the Democratic Party. You know, I was on uh, Shay Charday's page. Shout out to her. I did an interview with her. And she asked me the question about... Um, the black community and what are some things we can get from the Republican party? And I named a few things that they can get, you know, some policies that make sense. You know, what, what did I say? I said, um, low taxes, closed borders, better jobs, um, safety, ability to protect yourself. Uh, no LGBTQ elemental P in the classroom. I named a few things like that. Right. And then I was seeing comments. Oh, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. You didn't convince me. I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to just inform you of what's going on and make it make sense to you. Now, whether, you, not whether you're prepared to receive it, I can't control that. You see, you can only be convinced when you want to be convinced. I cannot force you to see things my way. All I could do is just present it in front of you. And if you're prepared to receive it, you receive it. If you're not, then you're not. Maybe one day you'll come back on the video, look at it again with a, a set of fresh eyes, with an open mind, and be ready at that point. All I can do is just be here for you when you're ready to make the decision. It's just like it's like somebody on drugs, right? You cannot convince somebody who's actively shooting fentanyl or smoking crack to stop. Ain't no program, 
um, you know, a 12-step program, scared straight. Nothing is going to help you get out of your addiction. You will only stop smoking crack, shooting fentanyl, whatever you're doing when you're ready. They got a thing called hitting rock bottom, right? That's what that is. When you have nobody to come save you, there's no rescue net. It's only you and your thoughts and your own mortality. You got to be ready to receive it. I cannot convince you. It's the same thing with politics. I cannot convince anybody to vote one way or the other. All I can do is just present it in front of you. You make your own mind up, right? And then when it comes to the primary election, all they can do is just present the facts, make the case. And then if people are open, and this is what I'm talking about. Those who are open are those that are kind of in the middle, that are vote for either side. They're not really dead selling anybody. People that might vote for Trump, they might vote for Biden, they're kind of torn. Those are who you want to get. Everyone else at this point might kind of already be in their space. And that's pretty much what it is. Some are going to vote Republican regardless. Some are going to vote Democrat regardless. It is what it is. You know, so we're going to see. Now, here's a question I have for you guys. Who do you think should be the VP of both? Should it be, well, I mean, the, the VP for Trump and then the VP for DeSantis? Who should it be? You know, I've heard a few names being floating around. I've heard Curry Lake. I, I, I mean, I, I might, be, might be saying her name wrong. That might be the Virginia accent. Curry, Curry Lake. It might be Curry Lake. It might be Byron Donalds. I've heard Nikki Haley get thrown around. Not Nikki Haley, pardon me. I've heard, what's, what's the um, lady from Hawaii? Tulsi Gabbard, I've heard, I've heard her name thrown around. I've heard Tucker Carlson, for some reason, thrown around as a vice presidential nominee. Who do you think should be the VP pick of each, of Trump and DeSantis? All right, Vivek Ramoswamy, I've heard, I've heard that one. Absolutely. Um, I like Vivek Ramoswamy. Yeah, I think he could be a good VP. Um, Byron Donalds. It's pronounced like Kerry, but how do you pronounce Kerry? Anyway, Kerry, okay. Now, if I was in Virginia, I would say Kerry, Curry Lake, um, Trump Hawaiian girl, hilarious, CB. John Kennedy Jr., no way. He's a Democrat. What do you mean? <laughs> JFK Jr. Is a, is a Democrat. I don't think a Democrat public ticket would make any sense. I've never seen that before. Has it, has it ever happened before, a Democrat VP with a Republican president? Maybe it has happened, but not in any time of recent history that I can recall. Thomas Massey. Eh. So I'm seeing a lot of Lake, Lake, Kerry Lake, Byron Donalds, Trump, Byron. All right. Rand Paul. I like Rand Paul. How about if, um, how about this? Would you vote for a DeSantis Rand Paul ticket? That'd be very interesting. Alex Jones, hilarious. Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley is cool, but Nikki Haley comes off too much like establishment to me, but maybe somebody would vote for her as a VP pick. I don't, I don't dislike Nikki Haley, but I'm not quite sure that I would want to vote for her as a vice president. I mean, if whoever gets a Republican nomination, I'm going to vote for regardless. So if they pick Nikki Haley, then so be it. But if I had the option to pick the VP independently, like how it is in state elections, you could pick the lieutenant governor and the governor separately. 
you can vote for either one separately. It's not like they just pick a random mate. You got to vote for them regardless. You can vote for each person. If I could vote for each person, it would not be Nikki Haley. ABL Tatum, shout out to you, uh, WR Winter. That's a good ticket right there. <laughs> All right. So we'll see. We'll see how the whole thing goes. All right. No DeSantis. But, okay, here's my question to those that don't like DeSantis. Why? Give me your reason why you would not vote for DeSantis. I want to hear some explanation. Um, the poll is looking pretty much the way I thought it would be. Um, it's, it's a pretty healthy poll right now. And again, I cannot, I cannot remove this right here on the screen. That's just going to be there for a while until I end the poll. Um, but why do you guys who say that DeSantis should not be the nominee, why do you guys not want him to be the nominee? Give me some reasons why. Somebody says uh, Trey Gowdy. Interesting. Uh, thank you to LW304-2003 who says, Tim Scott as Trump's VP would be great just so Democrats can further expose how racist they are. Oh, yeah. We're getting into that in a minute. We're talking about Joy Behar saying that uh, Tim Scott and Clarence Thomas did not have the black experience. <laughs> it's like, really? Is that what we're going to do? Okay. Somebody says it's not loyal. Loyal to who? What loyalty? In a loyalty. I don't understand. What does any politician owe anybody else? I don't really get it. Um, let me see. I'm, I'm reading some of the, the uh, comments here. Backstabbing, backstab who? Who, who backstab who? Um, uh, let me see. I agree with you, Michael Critchlow. Michael Critchlow says the census is cool, but Trump put the battery in his back. I agree with that. But hey, I mean, look, we're we're competing against each other at a certain point, and in the future we could work together. It's just like. When you're out there, when when Trump was out there in 2016, there was like 20 guys on stage, and then he hit Ted Cruz talking about lying Ted and talking about his wife and all kind of stuff. But after that, they would, they could work together. Same thing with Marco Rubio. Little Marco, remember all that? But still, after all of that, you put all that stuff aside and work together. So why can't it be the same way with DeSantis? I don't understand. Um, Let me see. He's staying Florida, governor, best ever. You know what could happen? You know what could actually happen? Um, I think if DeSantis was to get a nomination and succeed, well, regardless, I think there's a term limit in Florida anyway. I think this is his last time to be governor of Florida. Speaking about DeSantis, I think the next governor could be Byron Donalds of Florida. Oh, yeah, Byron Donalds, throw him right in there. He's getting high viz right now as a presidential nomination, not a presidential nomination. He's getting high viz right now just because he's out there doing interviews and whatnot during the, the cycle. Okay, so why not throw him in there as a potential um, governor of Florida? I think I vote, if, I, if I was a, Flor a Floridian, a Florida resident, I'd vote Byron Donalds for sure. And again, um, DeSantis can only be governor of Florida for so long. After this term, he's done as governor. You got term limits in Florida. You can't be the king like Vladimir Putin or Xi Jinping and be there for 30 years. You got, I think you got a two or three term limit, and that's a wrap. You got to be out of there. All right. We need him in Florida, but he's, he'll be done. He'd be done after this term. It's a wrap. After this term is over with. So when did he get elected? 2022 again? 
or before that. So he'd be done in 2026 anyway. So if he became the president in 2024 or 2025 inauguration, it was just a a shorter term as governor. All right. So um, let me end the poll so you guys can see the results. I think it says 76 for Trump and 23 for DeSantis. And the question again was, who are you voting for in the Republican primary? 76% 76% said Trump, 23% said DeSantis out of 449 votes. So I think that's a good sample size. The poll did not last for a very long time, but I don't think if I let it run for longer that it was going to change much. That was pretty much what the total was from the beginning. Right when I put it up, it was that same total. About two-thirds say Trump, one-third say um, well, about pardon, about, about three-fourths <laughs> About three-fourths say uh, Trump, one-fourth say DeSantis. So that's pretty much what it is, all right? Is it 2028? Okay, is it six-year terms? See, I'm not I'm not up on some of these terms. Let me look at uh, DeSantis and see how long it's been in there. All right, so he was in the House from 2013 to 2018. He became the governor in 2019. All right, let me see. So the governor in 2019, then how did that? Okay, did he get? That's weird. So he ran in 2018. I guess he became inaugurated in 2019. Is that how that worked? I suppose so. Yeah, I think that's what it is. All right. Yeah, 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 that's right. So 2018, that's when he beat the um the guy, the, the, the dude that was on a down low, Andrew Gillum, remember that whole thing? So he won in 2018, and yeah, so it was a four-year term, like I said. So 2026, I'm right. 2018, he won that election, inaugurated 2019. 2022, he won that election and won in 2020 and got and put in in 2023. So then at the end of his... This term, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be 2026. All right. Barely beat Gillum. Yeah, he barely beat Gillum. But I think at that time, he was not who he is right now. You know, that that was a close race. And I think ever since that time, Florida has gone a lot more red, actually. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I think Florida's gone. I think Florida has become a haven for conservatives. People have fled to Florida for that reason to live in a more conservative space. And that that's, that's my next thing right here. Uh, speaking about um, the travel advisory. So the NAACP put out a travel advisory for state of Florida, because they say that, Hey man, might want to protect yourself, protect your neck. It's, it's a whole lot going on out there. And matter of fact, I was going to read the NAACP's website, but I want to go to the full video of your man, uh, what's his name? Leon Russell. Now the NAACP board of directors put out a travel advisory for Florida saying, Hey, if you're black or so-called person of color or part of the LGBTQ element of P X, Y, Z, one, two, three community, you might want to think a little bit, you know, differently think more about going to Florida because it might not be very safe. Okay, we got certain laws on the books, certain policies on the books. You got DeSantis 
wanting to eliminate diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. He wants to take away black history from college courses. So you know what? Florida might not be the place for you. And before I get into what your man Leon Russell said, and by the way, like I said, Leon Russell is the NAACP's chair of the board of directors. He lives in Tampa, Florida. So if the board of directors issue a travel advisory for Florida, talking about basically don't come to Florida, but the guy who put the notice out lives in Florida. It's like, what's going on? Are you a hater? Are you trying to block me? Are you trying to block my blessings? Do you want Florida all for yourself? What's really going on? I can't tell, but I digress. Now, here is a woman who echoed the NAACP sentiments talking about uh, Florida is a terrorist state. Did you guys see this video from my video I did? This, this, this lady is crazy. Hold on. And shout out to the high swims for reposting this. Let's give it a roll. RP headphone users. Mills, Basil is still with us. Um, Aisha, this is, I have talked for seven years about the asymmetry of covering Trumpism in America, something so audacious and so unimaginable that the normal ways of rapidly responding are inadequate. This seems to address that asymmetry and, um, and say, I, I, I got this. What do you think? I think it was extremely clever um, and, and I really appreciate the NAACP's guidance uh, on this issue. You know, I just took my family to, to spring break in Florida. Okay, so this lady says that the guidance from the NAACP about avoiding Florida, staying away from Florida was good, right on the money. But she was just in Florida for spring break. So you could have gone anywhere on God's green earth but you picked Florida, USA for spring break. And it wasn't just you. You brought your entire family. It wasn't a business trip. You didn't get sent there against your will. You weren't in a jail, prison, making bit rocks to little. No, you went there on vacation. But you're saying the advisory to avoid Florida is a good one. Make that make sense. Hey, you know what? I went to Disney World, had a great time time of my life but you know there's a there's an advisory that says don't go to this place and i support that huh that's like me talking about how bad los angeles is how bad california is but i went there for a vacation i'm in la i'm, I'm drinking margaritas and everything having a good old time but now nah, don't don't go to california it sucks if i say california sucks why would i go there for a vacation I could pick somewhere else other than the place I say sucks and I don't want to go there. And not, not only do, not, not only is it just a bad place to be, I say it's dangerous. It's a terrorist state. I'm sorry. If I say it's a terrorist state, like let's say, for example, let's, let's say I say Afghanistan is a terrorist state, right? If I say Afghanistan is a terrorist state, it sucks. It's dangerous. I'm not going to Afghanistan for no vacation. Why would I do that? That's got to be, the dumbest thing to do on the planet Earth. Let's keep on going. Recently, and I think about all of the folks who traveled there for sun and joy um, and peace and restoration. And to be reminded that actually this is getting to the point where Florida is about to be a terrorist state to, to many of us here in America. Certainly as a lesbian, as a black woman, I don't want to have anything to do with the place. Um, and I think about all the other people who don't want to travel there either. And so I think it was very clever on behalf of the NAACP. I thank them. Uh 
So you went for vacation, had a good old time with your whole family, but it's a terrorist state. You don't want to go there or have anything to do with it. And nobody should travel there, but you were just there for spring break though. I don't understand. Make that make sense. You know, Afghanistan is dangerous. I don't want to go there. It's violent. You get your head chopped off. You get a law walk bar, but I was just there for vacation and had a good time. Brought my whole family there. Huh? So that's one person. Now, let me, let me go to the other video here. Um, this is your man, Leon. Big Leon. Leon is the chair of the NAACP Board of Directors. He's the guy who put out the travel advisory for Florida that says black folks and LGBTs and other people of color don't go. He said it, but he lives in Tampa. So my thing is, all right, you can say something like that, but shouldn't you lead the charge out of the state? If it's so dangerous, if it's so bad, if you're saying that we shouldn't go there by issue, basically a travel ban, then you should be the first one out. I should be on your caravan, on your same plane, fly Delta, Spirit, wherever you do, fly up out of there. It's the airport right there, okay? Just fly out. But let's let's see what your your, your friend, Joy Reed, has got to say about it. When he makes his presidential bid official, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to run on the idea of making America Florida even as his multiple as multiple human rights organizations are warning that Florida might not be safe for many Americans. Over the weekend, the NAACP issued. So here's something right here. Florida is openly hostile toward African-Americans, people of color and LGBTQ individuals. There we go again. People of color, colored people, African-Americans and LGBT. Why are we the same? We're not. And also the travel advisory comes in direct response to Governor Ron DeSantis' aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. So that's why they put a travel advisor, because we don't want to have the LGBTQ, LMNOP, X1, Z123 experience linked with black history. And we don't want to have all this, all these racist programs like DEI or DIE involved in programs. So those reasons make Florida a dangerous place. Okay, cool, cool. Well, if that's dangerous, give me all the danger in the world. Give me danger. To the travel advisory for Florida, saying the state has become openly hostile toward African-Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals, citing DeSantis's aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in schools. The move comes as the League of United Latin American Citizens, LULAC, and the gay rights advocacy group Equality Florida have also issued travel advisories for the state referencing DeSantis's draconian anti-immigrant and anti-LGBTQ laws. Let's pause right here. You see what's going on? I mean, I notice what happens with television a lot. See, normally when they're talking about LGBT stuff, they will put a gay flag right there, right? It's the regular rainbow. But now they got the trans flag back there. Do you see the subtle difference? Stuff like that, they do. You know, it's called TV programming for a reason. Including Don't Say Gay. Joining me now is Leon Russell, chairman of the NAACP Board of Directors. He previously served as the president of the NAACP Florida State Conference of Branches. Um, Mr. Russell, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to read a little bit from the travel advisory, and it says, quote, 
under the current governor of the state of Florida has engaged in an all-out attack on black Americans, accurate black history, voting rights, members of the LGBTQ plus community, immigrants, women's reproductive rights, and free speech, while simultaneously embracing a culture of fear, bullying, and intimidation by public officials. And it also cites this law signed by DeSantis to allow Floridians to, car Floridians to carry guns without a permit and criminalizing protests. Okay, I mean, are those bad things? If if anything, that was an endorsement of Florida. I get to carry guns. I can I can protect myself in Florida. Great. Hold on. Let me go back. I can I can I can carry guns. I can protect myself. Okay, we want to have uh, no LGBTQ elemental P in Black history. That's good. We want to have voter ID laws so my Mima her identity can't get stolen. That's good. Okay, we don't want to have drag queen story time. We don't want to have five year olds getting puberty blockers and getting a, uh, the took and berries chopped off. That's good too. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, abortion restrictions. We don't want to have, you know, nine month abortions. That's cool too. Free speech. We talking about free speech, but I don't, I don't understand. I don't really get it. And then fear, bullying, intimidation, public officials. What are we even talking about? Are we talking about the, um, Florida surgeon general who says that masks don't work? And that the vax is kind of dangerous. Is that an example of fear and bullying and intimidation? Uh, or is it just a person that's not afraid to be scientific and not be political? Protests. So in your view, to be blunt, is Florida not a safe place for black and gay and trans people to travel to? Floridians understand that this is a time where people have to analyze their plans. They have to look at themselves and say, will I be safe? Will I be in an atmosphere that encourages people like me to flourish? And so wait, 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 because the question was pretty clear. Let, let's go back because he's filibustering. He's shuffling right now. And shout out to Anton Daniels for the super chat. I appreciate you, boss. He says, loving the show. Get the likes up. Yes. Shout out to Anton. Uh, if you like the video, please give the video a thumbs up like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. But let's go back to her question. Right now, he's filibustering, not really answering, giving a lawyer response. What was the question? Without a permit and criminalizing protests. So in your view, to be blunt, is Florida not a safe place for black and gay and trans people to travel to? Is Florida not a safe place for black and trans and whatnot to travel to? That was the question, right? That was it. If you're going to issue a travel advisory... For Florida, and it's like, well, it's not really safe. You should be able to answer the question, but hear his response. Floridians understand that this is a time where people have to analyze their plans. They have to look at themselves and say, will I be safe? Will I be in an atmosphere that encourages people like me to flourish? And so what we're saying in our advisory is, Yes, it's time for you to analyze your situation and determine if it's time for you to visit Florida, if you're safe in Florida. Because and to be clear, this guy lives in Tampa, Florida. He lives in Tampa, been there for a long time because he was previously the chair of a Florida NAACP organization. This is a Floridian speaking to you right now. So it must not be that bad for you. So if it ain't that bad for you, it ain't that bad for me. If you're the guys that issue the travel advisory and you live in Tampa, it must not be that bad for you guys that issue the travel advisory. And to say, oh, you got to look out for yourself and 
You might not want to be here. It might not fit for you. That can be said about any state in the union or anywhere in the world. New Hampshire might not be a good place for me because it might be too cold. It might not be a lot of people or whatever the case may be. I mean, that don't mean it's a bad place. That don't mean it's dangerous. It might not, it might not be for me. Uh, California, same thing. It might be for you, Joy Reid, but not for me. I think California sucks. I think L.A. sucks. I think San Fran sucks. I don't like seeing people shoot crack, uh, shoot fentanyl or whatnot in the center of the ground in, in the street. I don't like seeing stuff like that. So, no, I'm not going to San Fran. I'm not going to a Golden State Warriors basketball game. I'm not going to see the L.A. Lakers, and I got to just hopscotch between crackheads on Skid Row. I'm cool. I am so cool on that. I'm good money. I'm going to stay over here in the southeast and enjoy my life, okay? Or I got on the plane and go to a different country. But I'm not going over there. But a travel advisory? Nah, just say, just say the pros and cons of the place, and that's it. A travel advisory is like a travel ban. So you would think, don't go there. But since you're there, it defeats the whole purpose of the travel ban. What we understand is this is a political move that is fostered by the bullying, by the hate, by the white uh, supremacy that uh, Ron DeSantis is pushing. And so we're saying you have to think about this. You have to think about this state. We're not saying don't come here. Oh, okay. But what you. So a travel advisory implies inherently don't come here. Like if the U.S. government issue a travel advisory for Mexico, they're saying, yo, you know what? You probably don't want to go there. It's dangerous. Don't do it. We're not saying you can't do it, but we're telling you, you probably shouldn't. You do need to do is determine how you can lift up the issues that threaten all of the groups that you just read about, that threaten public education that threatened to turn our colleges and universities from one of the best systems in the country into uh, something Christian identity, white supremacy based. <laughs> Did you hear that? Christian identity, white supremacy based. Is that the same thing? Christian and white supremacy. Is that the same thing? Leon, you probably didn't grow up in the church. Your grandmama probably did in the, in the church choir singing right now. As I speak, your grandmama got on the white socks and the white outfit with the cutter lady hat. She got that on going to church right now on the Wednesday night. And you want to link that to white supremacy? Really? Is that what we're going to do? Come on, man. In Florida, you got plenty of black churches all over the place. Florida has a very high black population. Somebody said it right there. Butthead. Shout out to Butthead. Butthead said 15.94% blacks in Florida versus 5% in California. But... California is a progressive and whatnot place. And Florida is a race and white supremacist place. Okie dokie. That makes a lot of sense. Cool, cool. And California had a much higher black population up until they were pushed out by who? The illegal aliens and whatnot coming in, replacing them. What, you have to look at this. And when you come, yeah. we're saying, be careful about what you choose. There are corporations. There's entertainment corporations that you can choose that support. Florida has the most black businesses out of any state in the union. Florida. 1,600 people per day move to Florida. The highest in the country. Now, people are going to blame DeSantis for prices going up, but it's not his fault that the state is successful. That's why prices are going up. 
if you have that many people coming to your state in, in every day, 1600 per day coming to your state, prices are going to rise for places to live because there's a high demand for housing. They can't build these apartments and houses fast enough. So all they can do is what is basis of economics. At Econ 101, when you have a low supply and a high demand, you got to raise the price of the supply to meet the demand. It's simple. Support diversity. Openly, defiantly support diversity. So there's a place for you. But there, are, uh, there may be others who haven't spoken about this. And you need to be careful who you patronize. So that's your man. <laughs> that, that's, that's your man, Leon Russell, the chair of the NAACP Board of Directors, who issued the travel advisory for Florida to tell blacks you might not want to come here, but he lives in Tampa and he's not leaving no time soon. Tell him some, well, we didn't tell anybody to leave. All right, man, whatever. If you're good there, you're having a good time there, I'm coming too. If you issued a travel advisory and you're not leaving, I'm not leaving. I'm going to Florida. How about that? Matter of fact, I'll be a next door neighbor. You live in the duplex. I'm living right next door to you. What up, Leon? Hey, I'm voting, I'm voting for Trump and DeSantis. How about you? That's what I'm going to do. But I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all of that good stuff. All right. We got a lot going on. There, there's a lot of things we have not discussed yet. Oh, the Tarjay. That's what, that's what we call it down here in the South, or I call it that, Target. That's the, that's the fancy pants Walmart, Tarjay. The Tarjay boycott. Now, what happened with Tarjay is that they are promoting uh, clothing for children that is based in LGBT, uh, a style of LGBT. And how can I explain this without being too graphic? I don't I know. We got little kids watching. I don't want to be too, too graphic. Basically, here goes. So you have men that wear women's clothing, right? And some of the clothing is altered a little bit so you could put certain body parts in certain places, all right? If you got to tuck your twig and berry somewhere, they got a little pocket on the front of, on, on the inside of the, the one-piece bikini. So you could just dump it in there rather than just letting it hang out. And they got that for kids. They have that technology for children's clothing. So they are encouraging children to tuck. So basically, here it is. Like, to, to, be, to be a little bit more clear and direct. If a man wears a woman's one-piece bikini, he can tuck his stuff into the front of a pocket on the inside of the garment. That would not normally be there for women. And they have that same garment for children. So they're encouraging your five or six-year-old boy to wear a woman, a, a little girl's one-piece uh, swimsuit and tuck his stuff into the front pocket. And I'm not making it up. Let me just go ahead and play a video. There's a woman who's shopping in Target. Now, some may say, hey, ABO, it's too much for, it's too much for YouTube or whatever. Well, it's too much for Target. If you go on the Target, you're just going in there getting some, some hair products, getting a, a gift card for your Mima or something like that for a birthday. You're doing your regular shopping and you go into the clothing now to get a couple of little small pieces of clothing and you see stuff like that. And your little boy's like, 
what's this, mommy? And he's, he's playing with the little pocket. What are you going to tell him? What are you going to tell him? And that's the whole point of these type of things because they put it in front of your children's faces so they can't miss it. That's the whole point. Let me go and um, just uh, play the, the clip of the lady who was going through Tarjay exposing all this stuff. And yeah, there, there's a lot. There, there's a whole lot here. This whole video is totally crazy. All right. And here we go. Let's let's check it out. Shout out to Kaylee. <laughs> shout, shout out to Kaylee. Shout, shout out to Coach Greg Adams. It's, her name is really Kaylee. But anyway. We're at Target right now, and there's a lot of controversy going on about all of the pride stuff that's coming out with kids' clothes and things like that. So we're going to go to the kids' section, and we're actually going to see if they're putting weird, creepy, uncomfy stuff on children's clothing. Okay, this is the child section. This is literally the kids section. I'm next to a literal onesie that says whatever the hell that means. Hold on, let's go back. What did, what did that say? Section. I'm next to a literal It says something about um, something proud. There's a there's LGBT flag on it. And this is the advanced LGBT flag. You know, they got different uh, pride flag levels. They got the regular, the, the normie one is the rainbow colors. Then you have the black and the brown and the trans. You see, I speak about this all the time so you understand what's going on. If, I, if you don't know what you're seeing, you might not know what's going on. There's a gay flag right there, the regular one. There is the trans over there and then the black and the brown. Because somehow we got to be included in the LGBT experience, right? If, if you're black, that means you're all of a sudden linked to a transgender person. Okay, so if, you, if you're black, and I've heard this from these, a lot of these white liberals, I'll get to that in a minute, speaking about Joy Behar. White liberals will tell me on social media that I am um, a bigot and I shouldn't be against trans children because I'm black. That's what, they, that's what they say to me. They tell me because I'm black that I'm the same thing as a transgender child. Onesie that says whatever the hell that means. We have glad you came out and I'm so happy that you're queer. In the kids section. Are you kidding me? So here's what I'm talking about right here. You see, this, this is what I'm saying about the whole tuck part. This um, little tag says thoughtfully fit on multiple body types and gender expressions. Okay. I'm sorry, but pride and toddler don't belong in the same sentence. So I found an extra small swimsuit in the child section. It says light binding effect on it. Light binding. So binding, you know, know what that means? Binding is when um, women, they will compress their breasts down to give more of a masculine look. And so they won't have, they won't have the normal female breast expression. Okay, that's that's what that is. So why would that be available in a small child's outfit in Target? I'm not making it up. In Target. And then the bottoms in the kids section, keep in mind, say tuck friendly construction. See, tuck friendly construction. Again, I said it, it refers to the little front pocket. In the inside of the like a one piece or a, a bathing suit bottom where you can tuck your stuff in it. Now, for adults in some kind of specialty store 
online, Amazon, all right, whatever. For little kids, little toddlers, why would that even be there? Why? They're giving it to your kids. If that doesn't give you a reason to boycott Target, I don't know what does. But this shit's getting out of hand. They're targeting children, whether you like it or not. And it's time that people actually do something about it. Because if they don't, then guess what? That shit won't just be in Target, it'll be in every store, ever. So there you have it. So that's why there is a um a boycott of Target. Alright, so that's just what it is. And you know what? The only way they're gonna stop, and I think there was like an emergency meeting. Matter of fact, hold on. There was an emergency meeting that they had because they didn't want to get but lighted out there. Okay, hold on. Matter of fact, here it is on uh New York Post. Now, here's a good, this is a very good headline, actually, because this headline is kind of misleading. Although it's true, it's not all the way true. This is New York Post. It says Target holds emergency meeting over LGBTQ merchandise in Southern stores. Now, here's what happened. They removed or moved. And what I mean by that is they took some merchandise out of the store and then other merchandise, they moved to a smaller section. Somebody said it was like one third of the size of the regular LGBT display. Anyway, they move things around in some Southern stores, but not in the Northern stores. However, some of the things were removed from the online store. So if it's about the Southern stores and these Christian white people down there that don't like certain things, like they're trying to blame the shift on them. And it's only for their stores in the South, but really it happened online as well. So if it's about these white Southerners, then why did you take some of this stuff off your online store? You see what I'm saying? So this headline is true, but misleading. All right. So there was an emergency meeting because they didn't want to get the Bud Light situation happening. Because we know what happened to Bud Light. You know, you go work, go broke. They got a crazy uh, valuation loss. A lot of money has been lost as a result of the Bud Light boycott. And Tarjay might be in the same ballpark. They might get boycotted as well. Um, men boycotted but like I think it, it'll take women to boycott Tarjay because you guys be in there most of the time I mean I go, I go to Tarjay too but whenever I go to Tarjay it's women in there shopping 80, 80% women in there shopping so it'll take you guys to boycott Tarjay and not allow them to do this anymore there's something right there I see um, it's, this says Satan respects pronouns what in the world so yeah the one of the designers for target promotes violence drugs and things like this okay it's, it's like a little pin of a baphomet right there and it says satan respects pronouns matter of fact let's watch this video briefly it's a short video look i i think this is why the um, this pen right here says homophobe headrest. It's a guillotine with trans colors and hearts on it. And the head hole for the guillotine is in a heart shape. Bud Light uh, example is so important. And thank you guys for having me on. Good to see you again. Uh, because what Bud Light represents is the first time. This pen says join my gay cult. That I can remember really in sort of the modern era where a company has to think, hey, let's be careful. Let's not go too far left wing. 
Let's not go too far woke because it could destabilize the bill. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what's going on. Now that designer right there is also designing clothes for Target and your children. So it's pretty clear what's going on. You have a Satan worshiper who's also LGBT, trans, and everything. Else. They're, not even, they're not even trying to hide it. They're not even trying to hide it. They're, and they're pushing that on to your kids, to your, to your little kids, to your children. That is, a, that is a no bueno. All right? So extra crotch coverage, tuck-friendly construction. That's not what we need right now, okay? Uh, let me see. Yeah, all that kind of stuff like that. Um, oh, this little onesie says... Being proud, B-I-E-N, proud, some, some some Hispanic stuff, is proud, a Spanish word, I'm not sure, but you see it has the the, the gay colors, the trans, black and the brown, the, the, the brown and black, and then all of that good stuff. Live, laugh, lesbian. So yeah, the, the culture war is on 1,000 right now, and... Yeah, you got to boycott this stuff. Don't patronize it. The more you patronize it, that's what they... All they really care about is getting that money. If the money dries up, if they can't make any more money, if they got to start closing stores or whatever, that'll get their attention. All right? That will get their attention. All right? So it's it's crazy. So BN means very, very proud. Yeah. So that's that's that. But I'm going to move right forward from that. That's a Tarjay boycott. Hey, you, you guys, you got, you got to do it. You got to boycott them. All right. Um, what else we have going on? I kind of want to lighten it up a little bit. Is you guys see the climate activists? <laughs> no, hold, hold on. Before, before I get to the climate activists, before I get to the climate activists, how about Black Lives Matter going bankrupt? Did y'all see that? So Black Lives Matter may go bankrupt. Now, remember, big, large mansions, Black lesbian Marxists, big long money, Black Lives Matter. Remember them? Black Lives Matter raised $90 million after George Floyd died in 2020 in about a six-month period. And that's only the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. These are the guys that are going bankrupt. Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation raised $90 million after 2020 in, in about a six-month period. Now, how are you, how are you an organization that doesn't really do anything for the community at all, except for monetize dead black men. How are you that kind of organization now facing bankruptcy? According to a recent IRS filing, they have a $9.5 million deficit. Now, it just so happens that Patrice Cullors, the former chair of BLM GNF, bought a bunch of real estate that is almost that same amount of money. Okay, so remember, remember Patrice Cullors, bit large mansions, um, buy large mansions, bit long money, black lesbian Marxist. Remember, she had a lot of real estate. Let me see if I can find the um, the the whole the, the picture of all of them because there was one picture that had everything going it. And I had it on the video. I don't know why I can't find it right now. But there were quite a few. Um, she had, I think, five houses at first. 
there was the one house, the one big one in, um, in, in, the, in the hills of L.A., Jamaica Canyon. It was $1.4 million. Okay. $1.4 million. And she had another one that was in Inglewood for like 500000 Another one somewhere in South L.A., again, 500000 There was a house in Conyers, Georgia, about 40 minutes from Atlanta, had an airplane hangar on it, uh, had an a, a airstrip for a private plane to land on it. Again, about $500,000, $700,000. In total, oh, here we go. There, there we go. I found it. So there were at least uh, four homes. And then she was trying to find one in the Bahamas next to Justin Timberlake and uh, Tiger Woods, all these people, right? So hold on. So here we here here's the the real estate right here. See, there's the house right there. It's Baker Canyon, and she put a big fence with a gate and cameras. But wait a minute, I thought walls were racist. I thought it was racist to have a border wall up, but you can live up in the hills with the white people with a gate and the fence and cameras and a security guard, all that good stuff. What's going on with that? One point four million dollars, right? Three bed, three bath, and a guest house up in the hills. One point four million. Conyers, Georgia, four hundred fifteen thousand dollars. Inglewood. Okay, how much is that? Uh, purchase in twenty sixteen for five hundred and ten thousand. Uh, another one in twenty eighteen for five hundred ninety thousand. Now a lot of these homes were purchased. The the two homes, the one in Inglewood and the one in South LA, were purchased before George Floyd died. So this is before the big windfall of money. This this was like during the Freddie Gray Baltimore situation. This is during the D. Ray McKesson, uh, Blue Vest Twitter romance, Twitter bromance with Jack Dorsey days. This was during that particular time. So we know after George Floyd, it got it was up and it was stuck because that's when the big house up in the hills came into the play for one point four million. But then there was one more house that she bought for $6 million up in the hills. Let me see if I can find that one right quick. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. $6 million house BLM. And she admitted she used it for parties. So first, the house was just for uh, content creation, right? That's what it was for. Oh, this is a content house. It's not anything with it because it was a big controversy, right? Oh, you buying this big crazy house for $6 million? Where's all the money coming from? And then she responded talking about, oh, well, I was somebody before Black Lives Matter. I'm like, man, be for real. You were not anybody. You were playing around in a fat suit and a, and, a, and a pile of trash before Black Lives Matter. You were not anybody special. You were a regular struggling single mom out there in L.A., okay? Nothing against single mom struggling. But she was not this big multi-millionaire. She was not on a level of these big celebrities in Hollywood. That was not her. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me see if I can, see if I can find the fat suit. I'm, I'm not making that up. Hold on. Well, that's probably, I probably won't find anything. I, I searched Patrice Cooler's fat suit. That might not be very nice. Um, Patrice Cooler's art. Yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> Uh, okay, now when I show you, you're going you to see what I'm talking about. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You, gotta, you guys got to see this. If you don't remember, you're going to remember. 
So when I said she was in the fat suit full of, she was in the fat suit just in a pile of trash, I was not making it up. I was not exaggerating. You ready? Remember this? If you have not seen it yet, feast your eyes on Miss Patrice Cullors. I mean, what is that? Okay, what is this? That's her right there in the pile of trash. I'm not sure what this is. Is this like construction debris? I'm seeing all type of stuff. I'm seeing clothes. I'm seeing um, street poles. I'm seeing fence posts, grass, and a bunch of white liberals around her taking pictures. For what, though? What are, what are, you, what are we even seeing? I'm seeing a bunch of wings made of ties. What is that? With wings, yeah. Like, what, what am I seeing right here? This was her. So you tell me, Patrice, this artwork got you millions of dollars. It, it made you millions, it made you a multimillionaire to where you could buy a bunch of like five, six, seven houses, and it, it kept going up as the dead black man increase, as the visibility around the dead black man increases, so did your lifestyle. So that your lifestyle, you're a black lesbian. You don't like men like that. You, you got you got kids, but you don't like men anymore. Okay? You're not straight no more. You're delivered. You hate black men so much. When they die, you make money off them with no shame. And you go out here and put this garbage on and act like that is what, what made you the money. They didn't make you the money. You made the money from your George Floyd, Freddie Gray, etc. That's what you made your money on. Keep it all the way real. This did not make you your money. So don't act like that. Okay? Don't act like that. Now, and wait a minute. Hold on. There's another picture. The, the different angle. You see the angle? Hold on. Let me see if I can find the angle right quick. Here, here's a different angle. All right. So, boom. We got different angles going on. Yeah, that's that's powerful, right? That's that's very powerful. That's That's stunning and brave. That's so stunning and brave. I don't know what I would have done without that in, in my life. You know, that right there is the artwork that I need. Is it, is there neon lights in this? What is really happening? That's your Patrice Cullors. That's your, is that, is that your leader? Black Lives Matter. Is that your leader? Is that a bird's nest on her head? Literally? Whatever. Let me just go back to where I was and not get distracted. So anyway, $6 million for um, a house. They said it was a content house. They said that those of us that were on the right were pushing conspiracy theories and it wasn't really a big deal, all this, that, and the third. Um, and they filmed one video in front of their house. So that was enough in the eyes of the law, I suppose, to make that be a content house for some kind of tax write-off or something like that. But in reality... It was used for parties. And she also went on extravagant vacations for meetings out in the islands, out of the country, living it up, living it up. And you know what? Reparations, really? What are we going to do with it? Even if we did get it, where would it come from? Number one, number two, what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? Huh? Hold on. Let me just uh, zoom in a little bit right quick. Um, so BLM co-founder Patrice Cullors has admitted to throwing two parties at the organization's swanky $6 million L.A. mansion 
despite previously suggesting she'd never use the property for personal gain. 38-year-old told Associated Press on Monday that she hosted her son's birthday party and a gathering to celebrate the President Biden's inauguration at the six-bedroom property early last year. So, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, vote for me. You ain't black. All right, bet. Let's, let's throw you a party at my house that I built on the backs of dead black men. Let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. And my son's birthday party. Okay. What in the world? And I'm sure there were more parties than that. That's just what got out to the media. I'm sure there were other kind of parties that we can't hear about at this house. It's probably a party going on right now at that house. That is hush hush. Don't nobody say nothing. All right. So yeah, there, there's the one video right there. They filmed toast to dead black men. Cheers. Ding. Ding, toast to dead black men. How about that? I'm triggered. I'm, 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 boy, oh boy. Fire truck hot, plantation style. Plantation style home. Look at that right there. Look, look at the veranda. <laughs> oh, man. My, oh, my, oh, my. Good grief. The, the biggest grift of our lifetime is Black Lives Matter. Well, I ain't gonna say that. There, there's been quite a few grifts. C-19 was the biggest grift of our lifetime, I would say. C-19, Black Lives Matter. What else was a big grift? There's been quite a few of these that have happened over the past few years. Climate change is a big grift, too. Greta Thunberg, Al Gore. Uh, that's, that's a pretty big one, but I think the biggest one is probably C-19. C-19, the grift of C-19 was so big that it crossed international boundaries. It, it impacted the whole world. It really impacted the whole world. So this right here is a clip from the video they did in front of their house. And that was enough to say that it was a property for, um, for content creation, for tax purposes. And they put that on YouTube. And they had to put it on YouTube because that's part of the whole grift. So the IRS, hey, it's for, it's for content creation. It's not just for me to, you know, throw these uh, L.A. parties that can't nobody know about in front of it. All right. That's kind of what's going on. All right. Six million dollars. Well, look, groovy American, it's, it's L.A. So the what you get for L.A. for six million is not much. <laughs> you might you, you might get a house that's like twenty five hundred square feet for six million dollars, depending upon the location. And if you like up in Laguna Beach somewhere like that, oh, psh, for that kind of money, you get in an apartment or a condo. <laughs> now, out here where I live, you paying six million, you're going to live. You live wherever you want to for that. You, I mean, the houses out where I live, some of the most expensive homes up in the mountain, like, okay, you have two mountains out here. Lookout Mountain, Sentinel Mountain. Lookout Mountain is probably the best one. Look, at you got all the tourist spots right there. You got um, Rock City and Ruby Falls, all that kind of stuff up in the mountain. You can, you can get a home on there for like 1.4, 1.5 and be in the whole different city, whole different community. Beautiful up there. It's Night and day different than what you see on the ground floor. All right. Six million. You live in for that kind of money. You living in the whole town by yourself. Six million dollars. But L.A. I mean, hey, man, you better be you, you better be Elon Musk to live out there. How on the hog. There, there's a big divide between the haves and the haves nots. Either you got it or you don't in L.A., in my opinion. 
That's why I say I didn't like LA because it was so ghetto. It was so ghetto on the ground floor. Like I was right by Inglewood, all that kind of stuff by the airport. Ghetto. Ghetto. Houses, cracker jack boxes, real close together, endless roads, traffic, rude people, no English. I could not tell if I was in the USA or Mexico. Where am I at right now? Please give me a tour guide. I don't know what's happening. Can I get a translator, a tour guide, all that good stuff? But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Any, um, what's that? Any M says, is it California garbage? Yes, it is garbage. California does suck. The cities, especially. If you're living out in the more rural area, away from the cities, I guess you have a better chance at having a, a, a good time with yourself. But um, L.A., San Fran, forget about it. Don't even do it. Now, I can live in the city in Atlanta and be okay. I can live in a city... Maybe even in Memphis. I'd rather would live in Memphis in the city than Los Angeles. And that's real talk. I know where to go in Memphis and not necessarily get hit in it by a hell of bullets. <laughs> Same thing with Atlanta, everybody, everywhere else. But LA, man, it's just ghetto all the way around. You got to go up in the hills in these gated communities. The, the gates in LA, like going to Calabasas somewhere, it's like you got to get into a fort. It's like going to the military base. <laughs> it's like going 564 to NOB in Norfolk. It's crazy just to go to a, um, a community where people live at. That the security is dead real up there. But down on the ground floor, ain't no security. Defund the police. De defund the police in Inglewood. But in Calabasas, you have the security of a military base. Real talk. Real talk. But I digress. Yeah, L.A. is a mess. I didn't like it. I, I, I was not impressed. I'm, I'm not going back. I'm going to stay on the east. If I go to the west, maybe I'll go to, like, um, um, Phoenix, uh, maybe, like, Boise, Idaho, somewhere like that. I'm not going to the left coast. I'm not going to L.A., San Fran, Seattle, Portland. Y'all can have it. I'm cool. All right, but let's keep on going here. Yeah, Chrissy PH says, LA is another Tijuana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it was. That, that was the vibe I was getting. But we got more here. Oh, speaking about uh, different parts of the, the country, let's speak about different parts of the world. We got the climate activists uh, acting a complete fool. That was a whole big mess. Yeah, but I, I'd rather go. Hold on. Before I get to that, I'm reading some of the comments. Yeah, I'd rather go to Memphis. I'd rather we go to Atlanta. I'd rather we go to uh, where else? I'd rather we go to Jacksonville, Florida. Anywhere in Florida is better than California, in my opinion. Um, I'd rather we go to Birmingham, Alabama, anywhere other than Los Angeles or the left coast. But like I said, if I if I go out in the in the in the rural environment, out by the farms and whatnot, it's probably much better. Or Northern California, like Redding, California, much better. Absolutely. Yeah, Lori, I, I was kind of getting that vibe when I was in, last time I was in Arizona, some years ago, um, I was getting that vibe of a lot of Californians coming out there. It was, it was like a little miniature California, but it wasn't as bad as the L.A. vibe. Yeah. 
Hold on. Tough says, you don't want to go to Boise? It's left the city? Wow. That's crazy. That's totally crazy. So, I used to just stay away from the West Coast. <laughs> just stay over here on the East, and I'll be just fine. I like where I live at, really. I like living in the more, uh, like, Appalachia. That's kind of where I live, Appalachia. Um, you got, uh, like, I'm in the Appalachian foothills, basically. You know, um, you go straight up 75, you hit 81, all it up there. Uh, Western Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, uh, North Carolina, Tennessee, uh, Georgia, Alabama. I love it. North Georgia. And once you get out of North Georgia, you're, you're, you're in Atlantaville. It's kind of hit or miss. But I, I like Atlanta, though, for a big city. But I wouldn't want to live in the city. I live, if I was to go to Georgia, I would live possibly near Atlanta, but not inside of Atlanta. I live probably about 40 minutes out. And... I might as well stay where I'm at. I'm like an hour and a half out. 90 minutes, 120 minutes, easy. I can be in Atworth in about an hour and five minutes, so it's perfect. All right, but we got more to talk about here. Talladega 500, Talladega, Alabama. Monalisa says, my niece just named her baby Memphis. All right, shout out to your niece. That's an interesting name. Very interesting. No hate. Uh, I can't go to Georgia. Oh yeah, I can't go to Georgia because next to it's a it's a Florida border state. It's so weird though because they talk about how bad they talk about how bad a place like Florida is, but yet black folks are flocking there. They're going to Miami all the time. They're going to Orlando. They're going to Disney. They're going to Tampa, Jacksonville. Um, what's that? Um, the the, the Panhandle, Destin. Uh, what's what's the name of that that beach? Not Destin, but another one right there on the Panhandle on the Gulf Coast, Panama City Beach, PCB. They go in there all the time. They flock to Atlanta relentlessly. Black folks now flocking to Atlanta relentlessly, but you in the deep red state. So I don't get it. Talk about how bad it is to be in the red state, but you flee you flee California, New York, Illinois. Michigan, Detroit, you you flee there and go right to the heart of a red state and talk about how bad it is. It's like, well, why'd you come here then? Why'd you come here? What are you doing here? It makes no sense. Would I go to Nigeria? Would I move there? No, I visit there. I, 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 want, I want to go to Nigeria to visit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, straight to Lagos, let's do it. Maybe even to the interior, to Abuja somewhere. Maybe even up north by the Sahara. But definitely Lagos, I go there to visit. But to live there, I'm cool. I love America. I'm an American. I love living in America. But I can visit. I can travel. No problem. Yeah. Visit. I'm going to go to Japan. I want to go to Nigeria, uh, Ghana, uh, South Africa, uh, like uh, Egypt over there. I don't know. I might have to be a little careful. I ain't trying to get a lot of Watt Bar. You understand? I might, I might go to Saudi or somewhere or Dubai. I don't smoke no weed or nothing, so I'm not going to be in no danger of getting locked up. <laughs> They're not going to have me at the airport with a magnifying glass in my bag talking about, is it is it green or brown? I'm not going to be in no trouble. Um, I, like, I like Kentucky, Lexington. I've been there. Um, as I went through there, to go to, going to West Virginia, so when I go when I go on West Virginia now, I go through Kentucky. 
Before I would go 81 when I was in Virginia, but now that I'm over here on this side, I go like through Knoxville and go up to like um, Teleco and go straight up to Lexington that way and then go east to West Virginia. So I would go past Cincinnati and past Huntington and go that way to Charleston. So yeah, that's about, about probably about a seven hour drive from Chattanooga to Charleston, West Virginia, going through Kentucky. Now I could go 81, but nah, 81 is a lot more treacherous with the mountains because you're in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Those mountains are crazy. Going through Bakley and all that kind of stuff, no thanks. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't grow up doing that. I remember one time, because I would always go that way as a kid with my mom or my dad or somebody from Virginia to West Virginia, and it was, we had the crazy mountains. One time my mom was sleeping. She won't sleep at the wheel, but she was tired. I could tell she was tired. I was young, probably about like 12, 13, something like that, and she got tired, and she took a, um, a runaway ramp. <laughs> like, she didn't go all the way up on the runaway ramp, but she kind of went up a little bit. I was like, Mom, you all right? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm straight. Yeah, it was a little scary, and that's why I know what those are. Like, a lot of you guys have not seen runaway You've not seen those before. A, a runaway ramp? You've not seen those before. You've not been on the mountain where you see the trucks where they could go off to the side and take that ramp. If a if a truck is going too fast and they can't stop themselves on a, a decline of a mountain, you have runaway ramps so they can go over there and stop on the ramp. If they don't, they will just keep on going and they smoke their brakes. I see it all the time. Yep. Golly Mountain. Shout out to Golly Mountain. Yep. We used to go that way all the time. Right over the big bridge. Oh, beautiful, beautiful bridge over there. Shout out to the Godly Mountain. We go that way all the time. We come, we come 81. When we come 64 to 81, and then like 64 and then 77. But 64 from Virginia, you gotta you go, you gotta go over the after mountain by Charlottesville. So go over the big after mountain. And then at that point, you're on 81 coming down, coming south to go. 76, 64, 60, or 71, or 77, the turnpike. You go over the Golly Mountain, all that kind of good stuff. Go through Bakley and the crazy mountains. It's a mess. You like this all the time. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, gravel pits, same thing. Similar thing. You know, they got really big ones. Hold on. They got a big um, runaway ramp on Monego out here in Tennessee, which at one point was a lot more dangerous. But they fixed it. Hold on. I'm going to um, show you guys this rant right quick. Oh, they, they use it right here. So watch this. So hold on. I'm going to turn the sound down. I'm going to get right back to the topics. I'm getting off track. But I like these kind of videos. So whenever I go to Nashville and come back, I see this because you got to go this way. You could go Dunlap, all of that, Crossville, but that's a longer way. I, I will go this way from... Um, 70, what's that? 75, whatever that is to 24, 24 West up to Nashville. So then hold on. Now this right here is a, is a steep decline down the mountain. See, it's a steep downgrade ahead. It's a very steep downgrade. They got an advisory truck speed. Tell trucks to slow down. Use a lower gear because when the trucks 
if you are net, if you are Monego and you accelerate, you're gonna go out of control as a truck because the the decline is making you go fast because it's like it's like rolling the ball downhill. All right, let's see. So it's it's sped up right here, obviously, which is not really. It kind of defeats the purpose of watching it. See, runaway trunk ramp, fifteen hundred feet on the left. And it's scary because normally trucks are on the right hand side. So if you're on the left hand side passing the trucks, and the truck is getting over here to the left to use the ramp, you're gonna be in the way. You got you gotta just be aware of what's going on. See, there it is right there. Somebody used it. See, that's a ramp right there. So if you're going too fast, if you're going too fast down the mountain, you got to go over here and then go up this ramp and it'll stop you. Uh -huh. See? Somebody used it. So somebody probably used the ramp and crashed. It's better to use it than skip it and then crash somewhere else. You see? Dan Shambles right there. Good grief. Now, sometimes they go up the ramp, but this guy just crashed at the base of the ramp. A man got his truck upside down, inside out. Hopefully he's not dead. So, yeah, that's that. All right. Shout out to Franklin, Mona Lisa. Shout out to Franklin. But sometimes, I mean... It's hard to control. You know, you might have weather conditions. It might be a bad truck. It could be a mechanical failure. It could be anything going on. And I hear the, every, every time I'm like, every time or, or probably like every two times when I'm on my Eagle, I smell brakes. You can smell when the brakes are getting smoked to the point where they might use a ramp, but they don't have to. They're smoking their brakes. They're using the Jake brake. It's a mess. All right, but. I'll continue here. We got a few more things to discuss. Then we're going to get to the calls. Um, I got time on my on my back. Can I get to maybe one more thing here? Oh, the climate activists out there in Europe. No, 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 no. I won't do that. I want to do the the lady, the 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 young girl, um, in college who said she got a zero on her paper because she used the term biological woman. And then I might get to the college professor with the machete. <laughs> that was crazy too, because we're talking about college. Matter of fact, that's probably what I'll do. I'll, I'll end with these two clips and then I get to the calls. So here is a young lady. Okay. In college. And she's writing a report or she was supposed to write a report about transgender athletes in sports. And as part of the assignment, she has to say the term biological women because that's the whole thing. That's what the paper is about. We're talking about trans people. The opposite of trans is what? Biological, right? It's a term that is scientific. You're a biological woman. You have XX chromosomes, all right? I am a biological man. I have XY chromosomes. It's very simple. It's not a thing that's racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic. It's just a fact. 
Okay, chromosomes aren't racist. Chromosomes aren't transphobic. Chromosomes are not homophobic. Chromosomes are just scientific facts. But let's look at it right quick. I got a zero on a project proposal in my class because I used the term biological women, which is apparently not allowed anymore. She even said it was a good project proposal, um, but I got a zero because I used this term and it's exclusionary and not allowed. So do you see this? So this was a project proposal that's graded. So she had to write the proposal for a project and these are two different grades she's going to get. She got a zero out of 20 points for the thing. She got a zero. This affected her overall grade. I think it's only like 15 assignments in the class. It's a, it's a, it's a shortened class. There's only 15 assignments. Getting the zero in one of the 15 assignments will affect you very negatively. So she says it's a solid proposal. However, the terms biological women are exclusionary and are not allowed in this course as a further reinforced heteronormativity. Now I was struggling like none other to read that word. What is that? Is that a real word or is that made up? It just create words They they create words and then they use words that don't even make any sense or, or they use words improperly. Heteronormativity. What does that mean? You mean reality? You mean science? You mean biology? Anymore. So, and I 100% know that this is like the most biased grade ever because my project is about transgenders competing in biological women's sports. How am I supposed to do my final project if I can't use the word biological women? But that's what my project is about. I got a zero. On so that's that's the first part. That's the first part. Then there's more. There's more. I originally was going to wait until I finished the course. Hold on. Can I get a little more volume? Okay, there we go. Um, but then I thought about it and realized there's only a couple days left in the semester for this class because it's an expedited course. And we have about like 15 assignments. So this dropped me super low. So I decided I'm going to screenshot all the emails, send my assignment, um, the comments she made, all to the Office of Equal Opportunity. And we'll see where it goes. So that's one. And then here's one more. This one really kind of brought it home. This brought it home right here because pay close attention. If you didn't see it in my video, pay close attention. Now, recap. She got a zero on her project proposal, which is a graded assignment. It counts toward a final grade. It brought her down a lot. You get a zero on a grade. That's going to really mess you up. Um, because she used the term biological women while writing a report about transgenders in women's sports. All right. So if you can't use that term, it defeats the whole purpose of the, you know, you, you kill the whole report. I can't even write on my subject. So let's see what this video says. You brought up a good point about the syllabus. I've actually gone through it multiple times to ensure that I have not broken any rules. And I brought up the syllabus multiple times to my professor to let her know that I have not broken anything in her syllabus. Her syllabus actually says, you will be graded primarily on the quality of your work and timeliness of work turned in relative to the module due dates. You will not be graded on the content of your opinions. So long your opinions do not create emotional and or mental harm for your diverse classmates or espouse bigoted or anti-scientific views, which is. Let's pause for a minute. Let's pause for a minute. You see the out clause for the teacher was right there in the syllabus. If I saw that particular wording in the syllabus, I'm not going to the class. I'm not going to the class. I know what it's going to be. All right. 
First, the lady says, you will be graded primarily on the quality of your work, okay? And the timeliness of work turned in relative to the module due dates. Like I was saying in my first video, I think that it's going to be uh, specific dates for each assignment in the syllabus. Assignment one due on this date, assignment two due on that date. It'll be all in the syllabus, probably listed on a schedule when the assignments are due. All right, so here's a little catch. You would not be graded on the content of your opinions, which makes a face, right? But see, you're not, you're not reading the rest of it, though. Let's hear the rest of it. So long, so long your opinions do not create emotional and or mental harm for your diverse classmates or spouse, bigoted or anti-scientific views. That there, there it is right there. She's like, look, man, it's, it's all good. You can say whatever you want. I won't grade you based on your personal opinion. You know, it's, it's, it's really just about the content of the work and how you turn it in if it's on time, basically. But guess what? If I'm offended, if I'm offended or I think a class might, a classmate may be offended, then it's going to affect your grade. That was out clause right there. I won't grade you on your personal opinion, but I will if I think that I should. So if I saw that in the syllabus, I'm not going to the class. And you know what? This video right here kind of underlines how big of a scam that college can be. Oh, it can be a scam. It's not always a scam, but it can be a scam for sure. I mean, if you go into college, be careful, please. Don't, don't go to some kind of indoctrination camp. If you go into college, don't go for some kind of random arbitrary thing. Um, underwater basket weaving, you're wasting time and money. You're wasting time and money. If you're going for something like that, some kind of non-skill, don't even go to college. Just go to Starbucks and start working. Go to Starbucks and start working because you're going to be there anyway. You know, I was in a Starbucks one time. Don't judge me. I was in a Starbucks one time. Overhearing the conversation, the guy was behind the counter as a barista complaining that he was at the Starbucks, but he has a, 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 a like a four-year degree, a lot of student loan debt. It's like, you could have just went right here straight from college. You could be a manager by now. You could be the big dog wearing the big hat and the big apron by now rather than going to college and wasting time getting uh, offended and frustrated because now... You got to deal with four years of programming that you got to kind of unlearn. If you're going to go to college, let it be for a specific thing that you can make money with afterward and avoid a lot of the arts and things of that nature. All right. You want to be a biochemical engineer. You want to be a doctor, lawyer. You want to do something very specific. Okay, go ahead. You want to get into a trade? Go ahead. You want to get into HVAC, plumbing, whatever. Go to a trade school. You want to be some kind of um, like big brain rocket scientist. You want to be a mathematician or something like that. Some kind of intensive big brain, big IQ skill. Go to a place that has that as a specialty where you know that they have churned out other guys that are in your ballpark. Go there. But just going, just to be going and taking general studies and underwater basket weaving, you're wasting your time and your money. Now, 
my next video, before I get to the calls, and the number to call, you know, y'all know what it is, 434-658-1220. This is a teacher, the former adjunct professor at Hunter College in New York City, who pulled the blade, the big blade, on a Washington, I always say Washington Post, the New York Post reporter. The, the quick little REI uh, uh, garden hatchet machete on my man. Now, this is crazy. Her name is Shalene Rodriguez. She lives in the Bronx, and she was an adjunct professor at um, Hunter College in New York City. Now, you're wondering, why is this white guy right there in front of her apartment why is she right there with the blade? What's going on? Okay, what's what's really happening? And before I get into it, um, she was dumb to do this because this guy is a reporter from New York Post. There was another guy right there with a camera taking pictures. So if they're coming to your house asking about some things that you did allegedly on the video, you know that they are with the press. You know that this is going to make the press. And I said in my video, it'll be on the front page of the paper. I said that in my video. And guess what? Hold on. Watch this. Watch this. I said in my video that it's going to be a guy right there with a camera taking pictures. You're going to be right there in the front page of the paper. And guess what? Let me pull it up right now. All right. Check it out. Just that quick. <laughs> front page of the paper. New York Post. All right, crazed Hunter College teacher who attacked free speech holds machete to post reporter's throat. And it says the nutty professor, they got her right there on the front page of the paper with the machete. Now, the guy's like posing super still, not moving the muscle. It almost looks staged, doesn't it? But, yo, if you got a blade in my neck like that, I don't know what's going on with you. I don't know what you're really into. If you're really going to use that, if you got Michael J. Fox syndrome going on, if you're shaking and stuff like that, Muhammad Ali, look, man, you might be just, you might get a little bit shaky, a little bit antsy, and slice my head from the window to the wall, from the front to the back, side to side. I don't got no time to get beheaded out here in these streets trying to get a story for the New York Post, okay? I'm not trying to get beheaded for a cover story. So I'm going to be like this. I'm going to be a whole scarecrow playing dead on my feet, playing dead on my, I'm making no eye contact, no certain movements, none of that. But anyway, um, she was a professor. Now imagine your kids going to her class. You paying for that. Imagine that. And, and, and she has a lawsuit currently against the NYPD for a prior thing that she was involved with. You see, she was out there during the George Floyd so-called protests in 2020 in New York City. She said the New York Police Department manhandled her. They abused her. They um, mushed her against the fence, and they tightened the cuffs on the wrist, gave her nerve damage. And if you have nerve damage on your wrist, that blade is not going to be too steady. You're like Michael J. Fox shaking and baking. Anybody got no time for that? Okay, I'm not trying to get cut, but anyway, I'll move on. She was a professor, and the reason why he was there is because of this video right here of um, 
her that went viral when she vandalized the display for Students for Life. So these kids went to the college campus to discuss being pro-life and whatnot, and they had a bunch of things on the counter. And she didn't like it too much, so she went over there to, to vandalize it. Hold on, let's get a little bit of sound. You're not educating shit. Sorry, sorry for the cussing. I'm going to just um, kind of turn that volume down. Sorry for the cussing. You could kind of just read the, um, the, the little thought bubbles right there. So she's getting offended. Talking about abortion. It's BS. This is violent. You're triggering my students. Sorry about that. No, you're not. So since when was the idea of having the baby an important thing to note when you're talking about this kind of stuff? I thought men can have babies, women can have babies. It don't even matter, right? So, so she just vandalizes the stuff and walks away. So that video went viral. The reporter went to her house to ask a few questions. She didn't like it. And she comes out with the big blade ready to get slicing and dicing, right? Slicing and dicing. And not only did she do that, hold on. Not only did she do that, she also chased the guy down the street with the blade. Okay. So watch this. Watch this right here. So that's her and her, her Antifa get up, right? All black, black Nike boots, black sweatpants, black hoodie. With the machete outside in the street in the middle of the daytime, chasing the reporter down the street. Talking about unhinged. So imagine you going to college. You can't even say the word biological woman because that's somehow offensive. Um, if you want to talk about abortion and you are a pro-life, you might get the blade to your neck. What are we doing in, in college? Are we trying to teach kids or indoctrinate them? I can't tell. I cannot tell. So, yeah, she should be in the penitentiary somewhere, and a teacher at the other college should not be a teacher. How are you going to give me a zero? I got a story to tell that I've told many times before. I'm going to tell it one more time. And then I'm going to get to the super chats and the calls. Um, so back in my college career, and I, I told this story on my last video, but I'm going to tell it one more time. So back in my college career, I was trying to be a graphic designer, which I, I wouldn't have been a graphic designer anyway. I mean, I was a graphic designer before college. I just wanted to go to college to get better. Really, I probably could have stopped at the community college, but I wanted to go to the next level, go to a four-year college, Old Dominion University in Norfolk. So I go to ODU. And I'm trying to have my credits transfer from the community college to ODU. They didn't really transfer very well, but different story. I digress. I had enough art classes to transfer into what they would call art three. They had three art classes, art three, art four. I was going to go to art three from the two year college. You see what I'm saying? You take art one first year, two second year, three third year, fourth, fourth year. So I'm trying to go to art three, but there were these two liberal white guys who were a couple. They were a gay couple. They were the art programs, gatekeepers, literally. You had to bring them a project to show your skill to get into art three. I was not told this at first. All I was told was, Hey, ABL, you have enough credits. They'll transfer automatically. There is an agreement between ODU and all the 
um, the CCs in Virginia, the community colleges in Virginia, if you have a two-year degree, you have automatic credit transfer. That wasn't the case. All right, okay, I'm going to roll with it. I gave them a beautiful project. It was hand-drawn by me on a computer, vector illustration. I did it in Adobe Illustrator. It was like 8-bit graphics. It had cannonballs, Super Mario Brothers, Luigi's, little toy guns on it, little toy castles. It was beautiful. A beautiful hand-drawn on a computer, all vector with a mouse, just like this, nothing else. It was beautiful. That is still good right now. If I could find it, I'll show you guys on the on one stream. If I could find it, I might have it in the email somewhere. But anyway, I had that, printed it out on good. I was proud of my, I took days to do this project to get into Art 3. I took days on it. And mind you, I'm still working at Old Country Buffet full time, 40 hours a week pretty much. Ain't going to school full time. I did it. I was proud of it. I bring it to these guys. I'm like, okay, I'm going to shoe in. I know I'm good. At the community college, I was already in the top of my class. I was the best guy in the class, the most skilled guy. I was the I was most skilled guy in the class, except for like one lady that had already been in the um in, in the field for a long time. She was like 40-something years old. I'm like 19, 20. The best guy in the class. I knew I was good, just being honest. So I bring it to these guys. They're like, well, the guns are a little bit too violent for us. So we, that's, we, don't, we don't really participate in that kind of culture. That the, we don't like the guns, so we're not going to be able to accept this project. I'm like, excuse me? You can't take my project at all? So I went from being confident I would get into Art 3 to not being in Art 3 at all because there was toy guns. I'm talking about cartoon, 8-bit. Fortnite type graphics, completely cartoony, childlike graphics in my project. That was all that they needed to deny me of getting into Art Three. When I when I had that happen, I was like, you know what, I'm I'm cool. That I, I, at that point, I dropped out. I was like, you know what, I'm done. I have no regrets. I would never go back because that was so dumb, so arbitrary. Because they they lied to me talking about my credits transfer. It didn't transfer. Then they say submit a project with no guidelines about the type of artwork you got to do. There was no book that said you can't have toy guns. You can't have this. You can't have that. I was seeing stuff that had nudity in it. I'm seeing all of that stuff because I got guns in mind, little toy guns. College, I'm telling you, for art degrees and ticky tech stuff like that, don't even do it, man. There's no, and I'm going to tell you this, throughout my entire career, being independent, a graphic designer, being the web designer, web developer. I've never, not one time had anybody ask me for my degree. Not ever. I only get asked about that now, many years later, but not for art. And they're curious about what I've done because they're like, well, you're so aware politically. Do you have a poli-sci degree? No, I don't. I, I like to read a lot. That's all I do. I'm a, I'm a bookworm. I'm a nerd. That's why I know a lot about politics. I read a lot. So, yeah, that's all. That was on my chest. I'm going to get it off, but I digress. <laughs> so, yeah, I was so, I was, I was heated. I was heated, Crypt, uh, Cyber Chick. I was heated beyond belief. But I digress. We got uh, super chats to get to, and we got calls. I'm late. It's not my fault. Blame them, white man. Thank you to S4 who says, 
Not a Nigerian prince, LOL. I, I am not a Nigerian prince, I. I am not a Nigerian prince. I'm a regular man. I'm in America. I am not a Nigerian. I, I'm from Virginia Beach. I'm not a Nigerian man. That case does not, not provide it who says, would you be willing to participate in a scientific experiment where they would hold you underwater until you drown, revive you, give you a million dollars? No, I'm cool. <laughs> I ain't trying to die almost for a million dollars because if they can't revive me, then what? Then I'm dead. So no thanks. That's Russian roulette with no pistol. Thank you to Nick Corio who says, have you seen the World Health Organization chief saying we need to prepare for the next emerging pandemic? When I saw this, it infuriated me just in time for the next election. I did not see that, but I'm not surprised. Thanks to not provided who says, reason I ask is because some people advocate waterboarding. I, I, don't, know, I don't know anything about that, boss. Thank you to Triage who says, is your vote on DeSantis still holding after all these months? Love your show, brother, cooking with ABL Live. I still think he has best chance to win. I like Trump too. Um, whoever gets the nomination, I vote for him regardless. So it's not like if Trump got a nomination, I wouldn't vote for him. But I still think he has best chance to win DeSantis, that is, because there's so much negativity out there about Trump, it'd be hard for him to get over the edge. It'd be really hard. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, this is going to be a very, very important election in 2014. I mean, 2024, pardon me. Thank you to Kimberly, who says, I live in Polk County, Florida. Shout to Polk County. Trump DeSantis lost me with his HB 269 BS. Uh, and then give me this right here with the heart emoji, your content. Oh, love you, kind. Thank you for that. Thank you to RC, SRC, who says, I have new academic papers on Democrats and crime, lies about PRA, where to send you links. Much bro love from Kentucky. You can send it to my email, contact at anthonyblogan.com. The link, well, my email is on the website, of course, anthonyblogan.com. But the email again is contact at anthonyblogan.com. Thank you to uh, Kaius Postman, who says, ABL, I will vote for Trump 2024 MAGA, but I also will not divide the party by voting for DeSantis nor condoning those who do end up voting for him. Uh, thank you to Matthew, who says, Trump or die. <laughs> uh, Kaius also says, how about Democrats laughing at Marjorie Taylor Greene in the House? I didn't even see that. Thank you to LW304-2003. I think I read that one. It says, Tim Scott as Trump's VP would be a great, so Democrats could... Further expose how racist they are. Thank you to Lothair Mordred Shirk Media, who says Trump backstab Julian Assange and Edward Snowden might stand us all the way. Also, NAACP is just fear, fake news, propaganda. Thank you to my man Anton Daniels again for the donation. He says, Loving the show, get the likes up. Lothair Mordred says, It's more appropriate to take my kid Spencer's targets 10 times worse. Oh, two Spencer's. Yeah, exactly. It's more appropriate to take your kids to Spencer's. Like, they'll have more kid-appropriate things than Spencer's gifts than Target. That's crazy. When I was a kid, it was, like, taboo to go on to Spencer's. But now, that is less of a, a, a taboo place than Target. Thank you to LW who says, BLM didn't get the memo. If someone hands you a billion dollars, it's best you learn how to be a billionaire, not up the ante on scamming. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you to Caius Postman who says, would you support aggressive steps at our border? I mean, absolutely. <laughs> what you mean? Aggressive steps like what? Drones? Hey, man, I'm with it. I, I'm with it, man. Thank you to Lothair who says, Brown Chili Peppers and the band Tool have made songs about how bad California is. California Cation, shout out to your man from RHCP. 
All right, that'll be right for uh, Super Chats. We got calls on deck. I know I'm late, but it's not my fault. Blame the white man. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And about that border, I got a video tomorrow that's going to blow your mind about the border. And not not, not just the border itself at the actual southern border, but the migrant so-called crisis that has gone to other places. I got a crazy video that will just confirm a lot of what many of us say. So look out for that coming at you next, uh, well, tomorrow, actually. Let me get my sound together right quick. Y'all give me a moment, and let's do this. There we go. Boom. We lit. All righty, Matt, what's going on? Anthony, what's up, man? It's all good. Can't complain. Oh, well, I... I'll give you something to complain about here. <laughs> Dude, you are like a mouthpiece for white extremism and supremacy. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's your straight white teeth because like everything that comes out of your mouth gets filtered oh. through your straight white teeth. And uh, basically, you just end up like carrying water for the white man. That's what I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that picture of Patrice Colors that you had where she's like dressed as like a bird. Yeah. She looks like the final boss in a Trans Transylvania game or something like that. Like a, like a BLM Eagle laying the egg or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is she doing? Um, oh man. And I, so this whole thing of like uh, black people being uh, white supremacists or Mexicans. I mean, my I mean, my Taco Bell is white supremacist for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course. Uh, and I'm saying this as a black lesbian. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> didn't Jesse Smollett like convince you that like black people could be white supremacists? I mean, oh, they're yeah. putting nooses on people's <laughs> necks and all that stuff. Uh yeah, that that was that was a good win. Yeah, Mega Country with the uh, the big Nigerian guys or white supremacists. Yeah, that, that pretty much did it. Yeah, I mean for real. Uh, and that stuff with Target, right? Like where Target's got like the, you know the, the pins and stuff like that that are. I mean, I f feel like that's just. I mean that's parody for the stuff the Hobby Lobby's got. Um. They got this whole line of clothes called transphobe wardrobe. Um, and I was in the Hobby Lobby and I was walking down the aisle and I looked over there and it said, it said transgender headrest. Like it had a whole section and it was full of pillows. Can you believe that? They expect transgender people to put their, their heads on pillows. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Uh, and then Carrie Lake had a zinger about Ron DeSantis. She said, she said that Ron DeSantis can't beat Donald Duck, let alone Donald Trump. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think that, uh, it would be impossible. It's it. So first of all, Trump beat Biden. Uh, Carrie Lake put evidence in court that showed that signature verification was not even done. I mean, like I was a poll watcher. You can't just click through 
signature verification. And that, I mean, that envelope is an affidavit. And I remind people, anytime I talk about this, I say, hey, you don't have to prove illegal voting. You have to pro prove legal voting because the, the votes have to be proven that they are correct legally. That is that is the standard, that, the, at least that used to be. And now it's not. They're doing poll watching from home through through work from home stuff. Yeah. And uh, Carrie Lake has basically laid down the gauntlet. She says basically the only way the only way for anybody to win as a Republican is you have to go and cheat too. You have to ballot harvest. You got to go door to door and all that kind of stuff. And I think election integrity is not going to be a big push from the rhinos. I think it's going to be a big push from the left. The, the Democrats going to say we need election integrity and they're going to go out and they're going to create a whole counteroffensive against anybody Republican trying to do what they do. And uh, frankly, I don't think Ron DeSantis uh, is going to be able to convince every you get thinking about this, a primary. He's not going to be able to convince enough Trump people to go along with him. And especially if he has to attack Trump to take him down. And Trump people are, I mean, I, I'm seeing this as a Republican, as somebody that's run caucuses here in Washington State and stuff like that. When Trump was on the top of the ticket, I saw people I never even saw before get involved in the process and helping out, cleaning tables, getting donuts, you name it. And as soon as Trump was not on the top of the ticket, all those people evaporated. Mm. So it's Trump or die for real. And I quite honestly don't even think Trump could win because uh, the only chance that Trump had was that some sort of fallout from the Durham report or uh, I mean, the FBI basically got off the hook and they're not going to be able to hold anybody accountable. Uh, especially not having a Senate before 2024. So they're not going to be able to impeach anybody, you know, for real, or even retroactively impeach anybody. They're not going to be able to send anybody to jail. Um, they're not going to be able to even get the proper investigations kicked off within two years. And then uh, it's not even going to pull well uh, with people. But it'll be Kamala Harris in 2024 is my prediction. Kamala Harris, really? Not anybody yep. else? Not not like um Gavin Newsom or anybody? Not a stronger person? No, I I think she'll be president before twenty twenty four. Mm. Yep. So there there's a strategy called vacancy appointment, and this is this is why I think Trump would probably only serve two years if he got a second term. Um, basically, what you do is mid mid term you step down instead of exposing yourself to a challenge because then you never, you didn't lose an election. So basically, then you've got two non-incumbents that are running for office, and it, it's a major advantage to the, the party of the incumbent party to win coming up. So I think Kamala Harris will be president before 2024, and uh, pending any constitutional crisis or anything like that, I, I don't see any Republican being able to cheat in the same way the Democrats had. You know, so it'll be budget or something becomes, you know, whether national defense, the war, whatever have you, is going to be the main, uh, you know, Ukraine. It's going to be the main subject matter. Uh, but that's all I got for you. Um, other than uh, I, I just wanted to give a shout out to my uncle. Um, 
So tomorrow he'll be three years sober. Uh, George Floyd has been sober oh. for three years. You know, peace out, brother. Okay. I know. <laughs> Take it easy. All right, peace. Wow. So yeah, it's interesting. We're gonna see what happens with um the whole Trump DeSantis thing during the primary. It's gonna be very interesting. The whole primary season and really up until twenty twenty four. Is Biden going to be able to make it? Because I don't really see that he's going to make it too much longer in his current presidency, let alone another campaign. I'm going to speak it to 757. Yeah, Mr. Logan, Chesapeake Bob here, sir. How you doing? Oh, well, man. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a little while since I called in. I I normally only call in when I want to ask you a question or something, but... Uh, if you would, I've got some notes here that I would like to express. Uh, keep it short, less than a minute, if that's okay with you. All righty. Okay, and Ivan, if you're listening, this is how you do it. You call in, you ask permission respectfully to state your opinion. You write them down, and then you express your opinion, okay, just to, just to put that out there. Okay, so I have cut out Bud Light. Uh, just to let you know, I was drinking Bud Light for 30 years. And I cut it out because that was my call. I mean, I, I didn't know all the stuff that was going on behind the background. And I didn't realize that there are millions of Bobs out there. That was kind of uh, interesting to see. And when it comes to Target, I've always said, look, you do you, I'll do me. Okay? I'm always good with that. Um, I was always good with that until they started pushing it on kids. That's a line, at least in my world, you don't cross. You leave my kids alone. Let them grow up on their own, guided by their parents. All right, there's a Walmart, you know the area I'm talking about, there's a Walmart right underneath 168 Bypass. There's a Target on the right. You go right down Etheridge Manor. There's a Walmart right there. I will be going to the Walmart from now on. And again, like I said, if you're 18 and over, I don't care what you do. Just leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. But if you start pushing this on the kids, that's where we got a problem. So I appreciate you expressing or allowing me to express my opinion. And uh, thank you for the call, sir. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Bye. That's how you do it. Yeah. Let's go to the Walmart. Just, you know, you get up with your wallet. That's, that's where you got to do it. And I think that will give them the message because if we can, we can say certain things, but if it's not followed with action, then, you know, it's, it means nothing to these people. So, yeah, that's the way you go about it. All right. Let's go to 859. You're the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL, how's it going? It's me from West Kentucky, the Luciferian Libertarian. What's up, buddy? And I'm loving the show. I'm really appreciating it. Oh, it's all good. And, uh, go ahead. I want to express my opinion on this. I'm, I'm, I'm for Mike DeSantis over Trump, and this is the reason why. Uh, yes, I love that comment of the whole uh, Julian Assange and Edward Snowden. Donald Trump said he was going to look into it, and now he's persecuting these people as much as these Democrats. Without Julian Assange, Trump will not be president because the Bedessa emails have exposed the Clinton campaign for being uh, CP, well, creeps. I just don't know why Trump backstabbed these people. 
And it's like, bro, these guys had your back, and guess what you did? You backstabbed them. And 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 Mike DeSantis with this whole trans thing, and 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 and, and fight against these uh these uh these groomers, and these creeps. And I'm a bisexual male. I support Mike DeSantis because he's doing he's protecting the kids. I'm I'm for Mike DeSantis. Just saying, bro. Right. I mean, well, I I, I hear you, and I think we're going to see a lot of that. Uh, you know, different opinions about. DeSantis or Trump coming up in the primary, so we're going to see how, how it works out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can see why people like Trump, because he, he, he's a guy who, who argues with the media. He makes them mad. They deserve a tongue lashing every once in a while. Uh, he has very libertarian viewpoints and, and positions back in 2016, and, you know, I, I think he legitimately lost. I mean, you can say Georgia is a bit questionable. I'll give you that. Uh, but I think he legitimately lost. And him saying, going off a rant, saying he was cheated out, and I'm like, well, in every election, everybody kind of cheats. You know? Mm-hmm. But it, would it be as as much as he's predicting of should be the other way around? No, I mean, no. I don't think so. And th- that's the thing is, he should accept it, but he should say, look, I can do better than Biden. Because he has. <laughs> right. I mean, we're, we're going to see, like, we're going to see if, you know, it's Trump again versus Biden again or whoever it is. We're going to see if the campaign's running any differently, if the media are behaving differently. We're going to see if things are different in the way the campaign is operated, and then we're going to see what the results are going to be. If it's going to be the same thing, it's going to be different. Uh, a lot of states have changed their laws to strengthen the elections, make them more secure, because that was a big thing. People said that it was stolen, but elections are not national. They're statewide. So it can only be, it can only be a thing that if it's stolen, it can only be stolen on the state level. So states have reinforced their voting laws, and a lot of states have not done that. Will not go for Trump anyway. So we're going to see how how it all works out. Oh yeah, definitely. And and I want to be honest with you. That's that's who I'm voting for. I'm I'm voting for Mike DeSantis. But anybody but anybody besides Biden. I'm just saying, Biden. Oh no, he is a train wreck after another. <laughs> right on. I don't know if he's just messing up on purpose or he's just messing up. I, I just don't get it. I don't know, man. I can't call it. Right? It is what it is, man. Hey, man, much love to you, man. I love the conversation, man. Uh, hopefully we can hang out sometime, man. I, I'll, let you, I'll let you go, bro, okay? Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. No, much, man. Much love to you, bro. All right, now. All right, shout out to the caller. And, yeah, Ron DeSantis. I ain't want to correct him right there, but Ron DeSantis, that's his name. That's the one you're allowed. I'm speaking to. ABL, this is Drew Moss from Portland, Oregon. All right, man. What's going on? Man, I just wanted to let everybody know about the injustices that are going on over here, man. The crazy people are running the streets. I let somebody move into my apartment, man. They attacked me, beat the crap out of me, blood bleeding, pulled a gun on me. I ended up grabbing a kitchen knife and defending myself. Now I'm facing 25 to life in prison. The dang judge during my bail hearing told me, I don't see no intent to harm anyone, only intent to protect yourself. But I still have to give you a $100,000 bail because their family would be mad at me if I didn't. So the judges are letting emotions run them. Just this kind of leftist hypocrisy, it feels like. I don't know what to do. I started a, a rumble, a Twitter. They're taking everything down. If I post any of my images of my uh, injuries, they say it's uh, graphic and gory, you know, and I'm just trying to spread the word of 
what happened to me because I'm probably going to be spending the rest of my, I'm 37. I'm probably going to be spending the rest of my life in jail just for, you know, not wanting to die. <laughs> wow. That's, that's pretty rough. So are, are you home right now? Yeah, I'm home. My, my girlfriend of five years put 10,000 on a credit card to get me out of jail and just waiting for my trial in November. They said, if I waive my fast and speedy rights, then it would take, you know, a few months. But if I didn't waive it, I could start my uh, trial in March uh, 8th. But then they said that they, they probably don't have the, you know, resources. My attorney would have had to bow out and they would have had to drop the case. But then they said they had seven years to pick it back up. And I was already planning on moving out of Oregon, moving to either Texas, Virginia, Florida. So I didn't want to be driving down the road one day, five years from now and God forbid, you know, they pick back up the case and I'm getting arrested and extradited. And I mean, I've lost everything in the month that I was locked up. My apartment, they illegally changed the locks, you know, told the court that I was evicted. I get out, they were still charging me rent. But then I can't even go back on the premises because the court said that I couldn't go back without police supervision. So it's like I'm paying for a place I couldn't even go to, you know, thank God that, you know, I got a girlfriend that loves me. She got us a two-bedroom apartment, and I was able to get police escorts. They would only give me 15 minutes at a time, so it took me about 20 times. So they were like, sir, this is illegal. You're only allowed this one time. Uh, it's written down that you've done this over 10 times. I was like, yeah, it's closer to 20. Just give me, just give me five more minutes. So it's like I got out January, Friday the 13th, and ever since then, man, my life has been just kind of in shambles. I was hired as a manager at Ross because I got a good resume. But then they seen that I had a pending murder charge. They ghosted me. Literally, I was, you know, did a UA waiting on the background check to start. Once they seen that on my record, they refused to answer my calls or even see me. So now I can't even get a good job. It's uh, it's struggling, man. I, I put up a GoFundMe. They took it down. I put up a Twitter. They took it down. I have a Give, Send, Go, Drew Mo. I just got $50 on that today. I'm just trying to get the 10000 back to pay my girlfriend back because she put it on a credit card and every month it accrues 200 in interest. So I'm just kind of, got me a little shaky just talking about it. Kind of, I just hate owing people money. I hear you, man. So um, I'm not sure what I can really do, but send me, like, send me an email and I'll see what's going on with it, man. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I'm just trying to spread the word because I feel like if people don't hear about my case, I'm going to get railroaded. I mean, the judge is already saying he didn't see intent, but yet he's charging me. I feel like I should have been released. I have no criminal history just on my own recognizance to fight my case. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run from anything in life, you know? So I appreciate that ABL. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah. You know, I've heard just to, just to address that. I've heard quite a few, um, Stories like that, I don't believe anybody when they say and tell me anything. So you know, you send me email, I check it out and see what's going on. But I'm I'm very cynical. I don't really believe anybody. All right, let's keep on going here. All right, James, what's going on? Hey, ABL, how you been? Everything's been all right, man. How about yourself? Well, I don't know. I'm watching too much of the news. It looks like it's crazy over there. Yeah, it's it's a lot going on. Yeah, I uh. uh trying to educate my kids on what to believe and what not to believe. That's hard. Uh, like that last caller, I'm not, I'm not really sure I'd believe what that judge says. That's blackmail, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah. 
anyway, yeah, um, I wanted to let you guys know, uh, some people were asking, uh, the Bud Light boycott that's going on. It's destroying Bud. I was in Costco. There's a couple of Costco's over here. It's in Costco with my wife yesterday and they tried to get me to drink Bud Light. They're trying to sell it over here because they're not making any back home. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. I didn't. My wife's like, you don't like beer. And I'm like, oh, I like beer. It's just not That's that beer. Light. <laughs> All right. Yeah, nobody, yeah, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows over here. So they're trying to sell it in places that, and the lady's selling it. She's going, this is a very high quality, very popular beer in America. And I was kind of looking at her. <laughs> <on the side laughs> of it. Sure. Fair enough. As it is. Anyway, yeah, you were talking about the uh, the runaway ramps as well. I was all over the place. 321 going up to Boone and blowing rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen those used before. I've never seen a truck get flipped like that, though. Yeah, That's- me neither. I-, I think it was carrying some kind of some kind of materials. So I guess the way that the materials were when it hit the ramp. It probably it- jackknifed going up there, and then as its momentum went up, it rolled the cab. Right. I don't think he looked like he survived. Anyway. Yeah, it was pretty rough because it was like upside down. It was pretty rough. Yeah, 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 it was bad. Um, the climate activists that we were talking about before, I came in right as we were talking about the the runaway ramp. So I missed the whole talk about climate activists. But uh, I wanted to ask what your thoughts were. Have, have you guys seen, and if you haven't, I highly suggest, there's uh, – there's a movie on Netflix, not that I'm promoting Netflix or at all or anything, but there's a movie on Netflix. I think it's called Kiss the Ground. It's not bad. And then there's another one that you can get a hold of, if not on Netflix. Um, I know it's on Apple TV. It's called The Biggest Little Farm. And they're looking at holistic farming. And one of the guys who's who's teaching them how to do this is going through uh, the climate science, the actual science of, uh, by the way, s- s- there's a book called the state of fear. That's also, I also highly recommend anyway. Uh, he's going through what CO2 actually does to the atmosphere and where most of the CO2 actually comes from. It's in tilling the ground because like the difference between dirt and soil is basically the bacteria that's in it. So it makes the difference between sand and good dirt that you can grow stuff in. Right. And so we, they take these NASA shots uh, of the CO2 in the atmosphere, and it's just tillage. They're going across tillable land, and you can see plumes of this stuff coming up. And so they're talking about uh, you know where – CO2 actually comes from, where should it be held, what actually uh, promotes like large amounts of CO2 in the atmosphere. And it's very interesting to look at all this data and then see that basically everything that is politicized is just that. It's just money. And none of it is, is actually that effective in harming the earth or what we're going to be able to change for the atmosphere, the ecology and watching these kids glue themselves to sidewalks and stuff is beyond preposterous to me. Yeah. I mean, we don't have anything like that over here. I mean, nobody in Thailand, China, Japan, nobody does that stuff over here. It's just Americans. Yeah. It's, it's really, 
it's really weird. Like I don't even understand their purpose. Even if they even if they believe in all the climate stuff, I don't understand the purpose of gluing yourself to the ground. Like what is that going to do? It's the same thing as standing in front of traffic. You know, it's just like I'm going to get in your way so that I annoy you to the point where you listen to me. It's like my kid just you know pulling on my pant leg, daddy, 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 <laughs> daddy. You're like oh, I'm not going to buy you the pony. Right, right. <laughs> so I don't know. I'll let you go, man. I know you got a a lot of uh good callers and uh great great show tonight everybody go read uh state of fear and look up kiss the ground if you can everybody get educated and vote local so all right thanks for the call See you, dude appreciate you Definitely a great call. Thank you for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Let's go ahead and go to A6. Oh, you don't know how much speaker to. Hey, BL, it's uh old friend A Ranger Xbox. How you doing, brother? It's all good, man. What's happening? Well, I just had a few thoughts on my uh mind. I mean, like uh got to thinking about Jordan Neely and uh you know the one question nobody bothered to ask? What's that? I wonder what his toxicology report reads. Uh, good question. I've not heard too much about that at all. Yeah, you know, these are the things I ponder while I'm sitting here by myself thinking. <laughs> and uh, being that I happen to be from Florida, and I'm so far into Florida that the only thing there was to do around my dad's property was play with alligators and rattlesnakes <laughs> and cottonmouth and all that stuff. You know, right there in a little town called Lorita. Yeah. Florida is dangerous as all get out to you, Chicago and New York gangbangers. We got these things called trees. We got spiders. We got bugs. And then the one thing we don't have down here is we don't have a lot of victims because there's this constitutional carry thing, you know, it's kind of like written in the Constitution of the United States of America, which just so happens to be the country that we reside in. So you're not going to be able to run up into your gun-free zone, popping caps left and right, because what's going to happen is about 20 people are going to pull and they're going to be popping into you. So, yes, the man was totally honest. That if you come down here with your gang banging attitude, you're going to get gang banged. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dangerous for that sort of activity in Florida. We like saying, yes, sir. No, sir. Thank you for the ticket, officer. I'll see you in court. Because you don't argue with the police officer on the side of the road. You argue your case in front of the judge. And I had a judge tell me once that it, it doesn't matter. A cop can write you a ticket for jaywalking on the moon, period. Right. You have to show the judge, does this cop have jurisdiction on the moon and is jaywalking illegal? Now, with since then, see, I took a plea deal because I was bullied into it when I was young. And it always chapped my backside the wrong way. So after that. Uh, my divorce in the middle of the O.J. Simpson trial in Bartow, Florida. I fired my lawyer in the divorce, won, and then uh, a few years later, 
uh, down in Fort Lauderdale, I was arrested for trespassing the parking lot of the bar. I wasn't even driving. I was a passenger, but they were just arresting people. And, uh, I beat a, I fired my public defender and represented myself on a battery on a law enforcement charge. And the judge agreed with me. He stopped being a cop when he accelerated an altercation that didn't need to go accelerated. <laughs> but, uh, you argue your case in front of the judge. You don't take, you don't argue with the cop. I mean, um, just take the ticket and go <laughs> deal with it later. Very simple. But, uh, I think that's about it. ABL. There was something else I was thinking about. Nope. Got Florida, got Neely. Uh, yeah, that's about it. You know, cause you know what? Je- Sheriff Grady Judd in Polk County says, if you shoot at my deputies, we're going to shoot back a lot. But, uh, they're actually pretty decent guys. I lived in Polk County for 11 years. Loved living there. Great community of all Floridian colors, red, white, and blue. Have a great night, ABL. God bless America. Let's get our country back, people. There we go. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Great call. Shout out to you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. 951, who am I speaking to? ABL, this is, this is Paul from, uh, from California. Alrighty, let man. me uh, let me get you down in the background. All righty. All right. Um, so I got a couple topics on my mind. Uh, I'm gonna give you my two cents about it. Wrap it up. Put a nice little bow on top. Um, first of all, uh, your video about the environmentalists. Shout out to the environment, man. That was comedy <laughs> gold. <laughs> Shout out to the environment. You know, I I, I think. Everybody agrees that we all love our environment. We don't want to destroy the earth. None of that. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah, uh, shout out to the environment. And, you know, the, the hypocrisy, hypocrisy of the left um, with, this, with this whole oil production uh, uh, protest. You know, even, even the, the, uh, the, the most craziest uh, fanatical environmentalists you know they might be riding bikes and whatever you know they they don't want to use cars they don't want to use uh public transport or anything like that and they'll just ride their bikes but they don't realize how much petroleum products actually go into that bicycle exactly (laughs) i mean we're talking about the grips we're talking about the seat we're talking about the tires (laughs) and you know this stuff all has to be replaced periodically or just buy a new bike not to mention the helmets, <laughs> you know, because these big brain people, they got to protect their dome. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and you know, they never mentioned, you know, they never even really seem to, to realize that, I mean, petroleum is a natural product. It's something that our earth produces, you know, it, I mean, just like any, it, just like anything else, just like, uh, you know, uh, you know, just like everything that comes from the earth, petroleum comes from the earth. I got uh, a couple other uh, other things. Um, Brittany Griner standing up for the, the the for the the national anthem. Yes, that was great. <laughs> All right, I mean, <laughs> we're talking. I mean, you know, I, I I think it's ridiculous that we traded you know the 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 world's worst gun trader. Uh, or gun dealer uh, for a WNBA basketball player that's 
probably B rate at best, you know, and then, uh, and then the, the NAACP trying to get people to, to, you know, to, to stay out of, you know, trying to get black people not to go to Florida. You know, this, you know, it's a free country. And, and I thought that's what everybody was fighting for, you know? And that's what I thought too. But, you know, not everybody has the same, not, not, we're not on the same page with everybody. I pretty much tell you that. Yeah. Hey, um, I, I, I called in on Saturday and I want to give a shout out to a guy in the comment section for the Samson reference. He said, uh, he said, today, junior, <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you know about this guy, this rapper Samson. I have no idea. Oh man, you gotta check him out. He is so good. Uh the uh the song is called uh uh forty six equals thirteen. And he's talking about Joe Biden, putting him on blast the whole time. It's great. So anyway, you know where I stand. Uh so what say you? <laughs> uh, like, comment, share, and subscribe. Peace. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Shout out to the caller. And the number to call is 434 658 773. You don't mind who I'm speaking to. ABL, it's your retired Chicago police officer friend. How you doing? I'm well, man. How about yourself? I'm okay. So here's what I wanted to talk about. These teachers, the one that gave her student a zero because what did she say? Biological female. Yeah. And then the teacher with the teacher with the machete. Here's the root problem of the entire thing. This woman with the machete, she is a leftist and woke teacher. That's what she is. And here's the thing, ABL. So these students had a thing about, you know, abortion, which they have a right and have a point, and that's fine. This woman was triggered. She lost her temper and threw all, you know, she threw all those uh, papers on the floor at the student. Then the reporter went there to go check, you know, to go ask her about it. And then she comes out with a machete and puts it to his throat. Whether that was just a threat or not, that's a deadly weapon. And if instead of the photographer coming around the corner, if the police came around the corner, we would have had a shooting killer. That's what would have had to take place because she has a deadly weapon and she has the ability to harm somebody or kill somebody. And that's going to elicit a response from the police. And then if that would have happened, she would have been the next the George Floyd and all that. But here's my main point. With the, with the teacher with, that gave the zero out, here's the thing. They like to say, if, if I don't agree with your point of view, then instead of allowing you to have your right to freedom of speech and freedom of expression, my point of view cancels you completely. Why? They use this language. You're triggering me and my students. First of all, she hopes that the students are triggered because she's hoping to indoctrinate those students in her way of thinking. That's what she's hoping for. 
But you can't just cancel someone's right to free speech. This is what that woman, that woman that gave that zero, she should be fired and made an example of. Because, you know, our school should not be allowing teachers to cancel people's constitutional rights. And she even put it in writing. She said, you know, you're getting a zero because of this, 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 and this, which is your point of view is triggering hateful speech. Well, that is in your opinion. I have a right to my opinion. So what happens is that these leftist people, they do not want to engage in any kind of discussion about free speech or about allowing you to have your point of view. If you don't agree with my point of view, just by saying it's harmful, it's triggering, using these things, you know, uh, I'm in danger now. You're in danger because I have an opinion? You're in danger from my opinion? Actually, I'm in danger from your machete, not from your opinion. Your machete put me in danger. But this is the language that they use. The, the teacher that gave the zero out, she said, you know, uh, it's hateful speech and exclusionary speech and blah, blah, blah. She wrote it into her syllabus that I'm going to, you know, you could say what you want, but if I disagree with it, I am going to cancel your constitutional right of free speech. It's written there. It's explicit in the syllabus that she wrote. And it's the same for the woman. The woman is obviously, she doesn't know how to handle her emotions, the one with the, uh, with the machete. She doesn't know how to express her emotions. But the fact remains, the reason she was triggered is because those students had a different point of view than hers. And she couldn't handle that. She can't handle, like many of them, many of these left, leftists, they can't handle an opposing point of view. So what do they do? They cancel your right to freedom of speech. And we, as a people in America, need to stop, stop that. We need to stop allowing these people to get away with arbitrarily canceling your your right to freedom of speech. And that's what she's done. She's done it to the students. They try to do it in regular society. And it's, it's unacceptable. You, as, as long as you let them get away with it as a society, they're going to keep doing it. They, there need to be consequences. You no longer can teach here if this is what you're going to do. You can't come over here just like, Will Smith can't just because I don't like what, what uh, Chris Rock said, I'm going to come up and I'm going to assault you on stage. He did it in a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, public fashion doing it at the Academy Awards. But it's the same thing. I'm not letting you have your freedom of speech. I'm going to stop you. And that's what these teachers do. And if we started firing them, just 
you know, you, you know, we, we're not giving them a chance. You're not getting a chance to apologize or the school to apologize. If you started suing these schools for hiring these people, they would get in line. You could have your opinion. You want to be a leftist teacher? Fine. I'd rather not have you teach my kids, but you have a right to your opinion. Just like somebody from the Ku Klux Klan has a right to their opinion. Here's the thing. If your opinion is really that messed up, it, I want to shine a light on that. If you say the Holocaust never happened, it never happened. I know, but you, you know, you met people that have a tattoo on their arm and they've been through the Holocaust and the Holocaust did happen. You can argue about 6 million, 5 million, 3 million, but the Holocaust happened. The Germans wrote it down. They were meticulous in writing down how many people they transported and how many were killed. So you have a right to say that you don't believe in the Holocaust, but I'm going to let your opinion speak for you. And you let my opinion speak for me when I'm writing a paper on, on whatever, just like you with your little eight megabyte uh, drawing that you did. You have a right to put the, the little innocuous guns and cannons and everything on your drawing, ABL. And unfortunately, they were in control and they controlled it. But a lawsuit, which obviously you're way past that. But if we started suing these schools for this treatment, you gave me a zero on my paper just because I used language that you didn't agree with. And it's... it's we need to start using their methods against them, which is you're getting sued, you're getting canceled. They want to cancel everybody else. But the thing is, we're letting them do this. And, and as a school, they should not let them do this. They hired them. Okay, they hired them. But you're not going to, you are not canceling someone's freedom of speech just because you don't like my opinion and you don't want to argue my opinion. Speaking of opinions, that's my two cents. Thanks very much, A.B. On. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. You're welcome. All right. Very well said. Talk to my, my man, retired Chicago police officer. And thank you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. I cannot do this show without you. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All right. Like, I'm, I'm trying to find that project now. I'm an old email. I don't think I'm going to be able to find it, though. But I might be able to. Who, who knows? We, we might be able to... Uh, Nah, it's not in here. But I'm, I'm going to find it one day and show you guys. I see some of my old projects, and they look pretty good. 651, you're going to learn how much we could do. Hey, Bill, this is Josh from Minnesota, and I have, I won't keep you long. I just have a quick question. All righty. Do you think you can never do an entire show, like, in your Nigerian voice? Oh, no, a whole show, that might be a little hard. I might be able to do it in short spurts, but the whole show, that'd be a little difficult. <laughs> yeah, I figured it'd probably, like, mess up your throat or something. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But anyway, thank you for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate it. I just wanted to call and say that. All right, now. Thank <laughs> Shout out to the caller. 
Yeah, all right. Let me go to, I think I got time for like one or two more. Four or seven other line on speaker two. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Anthony, hey, it's uh, Greg from Wild and Wacky. How are you doing, sir? I'm well, man. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good. You know, I haven't gotten shot, stabbed, molested, uh, raped, murder, or carjacked today, so it's been a pretty good day. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, wow, a lot going on here in Atlanta. Uh, did you hear there's a shootout here? Um, no, I didn't hear about it, actually. Well, what a video shootout, so let me correct myself. Right, exactly. Uh, there's a chase. <laughs> exactly, right. Uh, there's a, a, a chase from I-20 that ended up in Boulevard near um, Linwood Avenue and uh, Grant Park. Mm. Several cars, you know, crashed as a result of the, of the uh, high-speed chase, and the uh, Georgia Patrol shot this guy. Or shot at him. I don't know. I think the guy lived. So, so I mean, did, did, did is, he, is he is he captured? Did they get him? They captured him. Yeah, I don't okay. think he shot him. I don't think he died. So, right. This happened, I think, around three or four o'clock this afternoon. Wow. So I was not too far away at the area at the time. So, right. So, wow. You know, anything can happen here in Wild and Wacky Atlanta. You know, that's right. <laughs> kind of makes it exciting. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, man, a lot going on here. Uh, yeah, the Senate is running, and I'm going to vote for Trump, of course. You know, I think we need to finish what we started back in 2016. Trump has tried true, true, and uh, so we need to go for. I don't think we need to waste time, you know, vote for the Senate. After Trump's gone, after the next four years, maybe maybe DeSantis, but not not now. What do you think? Yeah, you know what? I've been hearing that consistently. That's like been the thing everybody says. It's like, let Trump get in one more time, and after he's finished, then let DeSantis come in. That's what I'm hearing. That's that's what everybody's pretty much been saying. Those that uh, want to vote for Trump. That's what I hear. Yeah, we need to finish what we started. Plus, Trump pisses off the left more than DeSantis times a thousand or more. And yeah. that's what I want to do. I want to really piss off the left. That's my goal: is to waste their emotions, <laughs> waste their energy, and just piss the, the, the hell out of them. To put it politely. I mean, it, it sounds, anyway, sounds good to me. Yeah. Hey, I I took the twenty three and B test uh, recently. I got my test back on results back on uh, Friday the nineteenth, mm-hmm. and I'm ninety eight point six percent Western European. So people who don't like white people can hate me 100%. <laughs> but here's the interesting part. Uh, I'm British, Irish, and Scottish. So the British uh, oppressed the Irish and the Scottish for several hundred years. So I owe reparations to myself. Th- so I don't know go. how that's going to work out. <laughs> that's funny. Not only that, but I'm 0.8% African-American. Ah, well, you got yes, everything going on. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm 0.8% uh, Northern African. Ah. So that means my, my ancestry, 0.8% could come from Morocco, Egypt, Tunisia, you know, in, in those countries there, Libya, in the Berbers, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So, so what I want to do is I want to wear a, a T-shirt that says uh, stolen from Ireland with the Irish flag on it. 
and have a uh, the the African pendant, the gold pendant with the shape of Africa <laughs> on the outside of my, my shirt. How do you think that'll go over? That that's going to be uh, very controversial. That that that's not going to go over too well. I know. I think I'll get my asses kicked by uh by some black guys. You know, they'll be like, uh, "Screw you, you white guy." You know, <laughs> whitey. <laughs> But no, no, I'm 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 part African American, so I should be able to display the African uh, pendant on my, you know, on my necklace, right? Well, hey, man, I say, but you know what? At, at this point in time, people do all kind of stuff. So if you got the Rachel Dolezal's and the Sean Kings, people who are clearly white that pretend to be black, I think he might be okay, actually. Well, actually, I'm not black African. I'm part Northern African, so you know, right. I had it well. <laughs> right. So anyway, man, you you take care. I I went to uh Premier Mall this afternoon. I didn't see you there. I know you like to hang out there, so I was looking <laughs> for you. Right, right, okay. But anyway, man, you take care. Have a great night, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Man, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Hey, be safe when you come to Atlanta. Oh, we'll do all the time. <laughs> bye bye. See you, bye. All right, shout out to my man for the call. I have time maybe for one more. Let's, let's do one, one more. Six one nine. You're the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. It's Kathleen in San Diego. Alrighty. How's everything going? Hey, you know San Diego is great. L.A., San Francisco, total toilets. I cannot blame you for not wanting to go there. Yeah, I, I definitely don't. Like when I when last time I went to L.A., I was not impressed. I don't want to go back. But you say. Uh, San Diego is cool. Yeah, I mean, I would not rule it out if you have a chance to come down here. You know, like I am not a California person, and California—it's so crazy here because of politics. You know, it's just not sustainable. So things aren't going to change. They're not going to get better. They're going to tax us for everything, and they're going to misspend our money. You know, they took away light bulbs here, incandescent light bulbs. You heard that, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I think I did hear about that. That's crazy. Yeah, they want to tax every mile you drive. We talked about that. You know, this whole reparations thing, I mean, for real, it's just going to implode. So, But right now, San Diego, I mean, I live in kind of like a paradise here. You know, San Diego, it's got everything you could want from a city, beautiful outdoor stuff. And also, it's more conservative. You know, we got all the military and you know, the, the San Isidro crossing into Tijuana is the busiest border crossing in the world. So there's like a lot of federal law enforcement body and arms and Navy, Naval Air Station, Marine Corps, Recruitment Depot. The air station is near my house, so we get like the Blue Angels and jets and 30 minutes door to shore from my house. You know, fruit, crazy fruit all year long. Lettuce, fresh herbs, gardeners, you know, paradise. So it's awesome. Don't rule it out. Um, but unfortunately, what's happening is, um, you know, all the L.A. and Silicon Valley people are kind of catching on to San Diego. But um, I'd recommend visiting if you can, if you get a chance. Don't rule it out. It's kind of like a better side of California. We're kind of separated from all the garbage up in L.A. and Orange County by Camp Pendleton. So that kind of saves us. Um, I went up to uh, Seattle lately. You want to hear about that? Sure. Okay, cool. So um, 
speaking of Silicon Valley kind of types, we drove up from uh, from San Diego to Seattle. I used to go to university there, so shout out to Bastyr University. And the Northwest is so beautiful, but all those cities, Eugene, Portland, Seattle, Bellingham, you know, they're kind of toilets, just like LA and San Francisco. They're not totally lost, but Seattle and Bellingham, wow. You know, I went to college there what, almost 15 years ago, and I haven't really been back since. Shanty towns, drug use. I mean, even on the Oregon coast, you know, Oregon and New Jersey are the only states where you can't pump your own gas. So people come and pump your own gas. And we had like transsexuals at Costco pumping gas. And then we roll into Seattle and it's just full of feminized men and gender ambiguous people. Bellingham, we like walk around town, you know, five, 10 mile walk around town, check out the scene, stop at some breweries, get the temperature of the towns we visit. And it was like the LGB flag everywhere, BLM in the windows. It was just, um, it was pretty crazy in downtown Bellingham. So it's kind of lost up there on those bigger cities along the coast, but but a lot of Washington and Oregon can be kind of conservative, so don't rule that off either. But I want to tell you this one last thing about Seattle. This was crazy. It was my boyfriend's kind of first time there, so I'm like showing him around these fancy neighborhoods, cool neighborhoods. And then I'm like, oh, so they say up on Aurora is where the hookers are, so let's go see if we can see the seedy part of Seattle. I kind of remember seeing a girl here or there. So we drive up there. We drive for about a mile and in that time, we see so many hookers, young girls, and they are dressed provocatively, wearing almost nothing. They look like they just stepped out of the strip clubs that line the boulevard. It was shocking. And I told my friends that live there, I'm like, did you know that's going on up in Aurora? They had no idea, you know, and it's right near their house, right near the fancy neighborhoods, right near everything in town. And my friend said, oh, it's like a stripper parade. And that's what it looked like. It was shocking. So those towns are lost. They're over. And we were like, let's get back to San Diego, man. It's more chill, more conservative. This place is crazy. Yeah, I definitely see that for sure. Got, got to get back to a, a sane environment. Yeah, with like beaches for miles. Anyway, I'm going to I also agree with Trump DeSantis 2024. So I'm with you guys. Thanks for the time. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Love all you guys. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. And that will be a wrap for me. If you couldn't get on tonight, don't blame me. Blame the white man. It's not my fault. But I'll be back here live again on Saturday, of course. Same bad time, same bad place. 8 p.m. Eastern time. So right, right, right now, 11 p.m. Eastern time. I'm here every day putting out pre-recorded videos. Y'all, please, if you're not subscribed to the channel, please do so. Tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the channel as well. We'll get to a million views eventually. Um, I think what happened, I was told that when I was putting out short videos, it took away from my regular videos because I had a lot of short videos that went mega viral, like almost 10 million views on one. It was crazy. So I had a few of those that really went up. But they say once you kind of get a lot of traction on your shorts, it takes away from your regular. So it's just a weird little thing I'm trying to balance. But I might have to put out another short to get it. It's weird. It's, it's, it's some technical stuff. But I'm here. You guys are great. I'll be back live again on, like I said, Saturday. But I'm here every day putting out pre-recorded content. Um, I got some good videos coming out tomorrow. Some things that really blow your mind. Some things that you would expect. But once you see it and it's right in front of your face, 
you can't really unsee it. So thank y'all again for joining. Um, I got super chats to read right quick that I've not read. Then I'm going to put on up, put the bow clean on top. Thank you to heir to the Ryan who says Thomas soul and Watson Williams are a great start for the kids to learn. And thank you to R Scott who says Tina Turner relinquished her U S citizenship. Did she, did she relinquish it or did she just have a dual citizenship? Let me see. Cause where did she actually, where did she die at? Let me see. Where did she pass away at? All right. Oh, she was in Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. She was in Zurich. That's random. <laughs> Like, why go to Switzerland? Anyway, you from Memphis, Tennessee, didn't go to Switzerland? Like, I don't know. Whatever. But RP to Tina Turner. And thank you guys again for being here. Shout out to the mods for keeping the trolls nice and in check. Thank you guys for watching, for retweeting, super chat, and whatever you do. I appreciate you. And this is a podcast you're listening to right now. It'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether it be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple iTunes, etc. Link for that will be in the description or go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. And that will be a wrap. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.